Talking Tesla. Talking Tesla. Tesla. I'm not sure if like my foot should be on the brake or the accelerator. They put rings on Elon. It must be some sort of geometrical algorithm. I don't really need to touch the steering wheel there, Tom. Oh, I'm sure there's some math. So SpaceX, <laughs> here's the deal. Um, landing a rocket on a drone ship is key. Charger, 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 <laughs> charger. How am I expected to drive a car without autopilot? Safely. Charger, charger, charger. <laughs> you know, I'm not a good parker, Tom. Yeah. I'll be the first to admit it. Yeah. I just think that this is a car company that is run by super geeks. All the other cars are going to be stupid cars compared to this car. You don't even have to I remember that. You've got a Model X. I have seen the future, and it is light pole charging. No, I wouldn't call it a screw-up. Do you like your Model X? God, it's beautiful. Are we cursing or not cursing? We're trying to keep it. We're trying to keep it family friendly. <laughs> oh, a good way to start. Are you sure you want to be back? Hey, should we just do the start, like pretending like we never left? I, I can't. Just do the whole show. <laughs> yeah, like just it. ignore. Like, just ignore the whole thing. Hey, talking Tesla. The next one. Let's start the show with a question. Hmm. Does anybody have any idea? How we ended the last show? <laughs> yeah, uh, Herbert freaked out and we just left. <laughs> but did we did we mention yeah, no, it? No, we had one hundred and twenty-two. Uh-huh. That was you and I on a Saturday. Uh-huh. And I was expecting. Uh-huh. I was anticipating. I was so excited mm-hmm. because I had tickets to go to Florida. Oh, that's right. To Florida. Uh, what happened in Florida? Yeah. Well, there was this big. Well, it wasn't a big f-ing rocket, but it was a big rocket. What the hell? He. We're in the show. We haven't started the show yet. Let's start the show. You We're ready? in the show. <laughs> ready? Here we go. You know, wait, wait. I got one more thing because oh. he said Florida, America's. <laughs> I just had to get it out. Otherwise, I wasn't going to be able to. Can we start this show? <laughs> Peroni's disease. Melvis. Wait. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. What? It's time for Talking Tesla. Hold 124. On. Wait 124. a minute. I heard this show ended. No, actually, you probably thought it ended mm-hmm. but like everyone else, in like the everybody United else. States but we just changed the name a little bit to what? Talking Teslas. Oh, so I've been. <laughs> that's funny because what happened over the last six months? Yeah, I've been working in television development. Yeah, oh I don't know God. if you knew this. So I thought of a few shows, new shows, yeah, very unique ideas okay. for entertaining the people. Yes. Uh, so one of them, Seinfeld's. It's similar to Seinfeld, Seinfeld, but there's an S at the end. Okay, good. And then Arrested Developments, right? It's very, very similar, but there's multiple developments. more complex. Uh Uh-huh. So that is sort of what I've been working on, much like the dudes that started talking Teslas. What the hell is that? (laughs) I like the fact that we've been gone for six months, and we're going to start off by whining. So there's this other podcast that started in our absence, and they were such... Um, out of the box thinkers. So, like the room, the genius behind the naming of this show. Hey, their their logo was blue. Spectacular. Is that yes? So not instead of red. talking Tesla, they called it talking Teslas, which I think is fine. That's not going to create any confusion. No, they're probably very nice people, but really, seriously, come on, yeah. really, mm-hmm. yeah, really. They could have called it talking Elons, mm-hmm. okay. or mentioning. Or talking... They could have called it. We've got. Right? <laughs> oh, oh wow. somebody's gonna have to wow. edit that out. Right. That's upsetting. Just a shot right across the bow right there. We were kind of easing into it and there Mel are, just went hard. There are no feelings no. in this room. No feelings at no. all. Hey, no emotions. No. I'm dead inside. Yeah. So that's Ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, we're back. <laughs> Hello. Hello. 
Hey, to the millions, literally millions, millions? 25 people. Really? The literally millions, yeah. 25 people, that uh, send us notes saying, we're so excited that you're back. You're welcome. Yes. You are welcome. There's so We're much all that's back. happened. Yes. At one point, I almost was 100% sure it was just going to be Mel, Robert, and some other guy who didn't know anything about Teslas. But yeah. apparently, everybody else you guys interviewed knew mm-hmm. too much about Teslas. Yeah. We, so we needed to bring so you back. had to go back to me, <laughs> who knows nothing. There was a, a, a lot of discussion about that, Thomas. <laughs> it does feel interesting standing in this same spot, uh-huh. it feels like deja vu. All it's over as if again. You never All left. Over again. Now, you have a list. Uh huh. Yeah. And that list mm-hmm. is all of the big things that have happened since we spoke to you last. But Tom would first like you to. You can't point to a person and say, You have a list. It's right. a radio show. You, you Robert. It's a what? <laughs> I did not know that. You, Robert, <laughs> have a list that is not Tom's, uh, it's not Mel's. That's true. I'm pointing at Robert. Uh-huh. My finger is extended. <laughs> In his direction. And it is a long finger. He's very tall. His longest he appendage. Has, he has big hands for a short man. <laughs> That's upsetting. They can't see my hands. They can't see that I'm short. You have to describe that better. I'm basically a hobbit. Yes. I have hairy toes. If you've ever bought hands. a magnum of wine, <laughs> yes. That's Mel bigger than me. needs to sort of step stool to get to the top of it. Have you missed us? No, you haven't missed us. Robert, who yeah. I'm pointing to with an extended finger, <laughs> has a list of all the things that have happened since we left, and people are now wondering why they missed us. Go. Falcon Heavy Launch. Successfully. And landing of two of the side there boosters. You have it. And mm-hmm. you were in Florida for I, said launch. I did. I flew to Florida. I spent three whole days there, and I had at my waist side one Joel Sap almost all three days. We you just hung out. Well, with the president? Uh, yeah, the of president. The Tesla he Black got Caucus. me into dinner. We had dinner at this place that had really nice seafood. Then we went and I ate alligator another night. But the most important thing is that we watched this big rocket mm-hmm. take off. The parts came down, mm-hmm. the booms, the sonic booms, the double sonic booms. There was such amazing energy. It was such an exciting day. How do they do that CGI outside like that? In How, the daylight, yeah. In the daylight and with the sonic booms. I mean, they are faking this very well. And, I've got a question for you. You spent three days in Florida. Sorry. With Joel Sapp, the president of the Talking Tucker Black Caucus. I've got a question for you. Were you both Republican by the time you'd finished? Did you own a gun rack by the time you were Are you assuming that Joel is currently not Republican? You've made a lot of assumptions there. I'm pretty sure that anybody who listens to this show for more than five minutes swings a little left, a little progressive, a little save the world I don't know about anybody. I'm pretty sure you wouldn't be able to take this. I've spent a fair amount of time around people who buy and own Teslas. They can't all be liberals. No, I'm no. talking about the ones that listen to the show for more <laughs> oh, than five minutes. Oh, not people that own because the Because we were trolled. Extensively mm. by the anti Tesla, anti Elon folk. Anyway, go on. It was a wonderful time. He's gotten to one thing on the I list. Highly, <laughs> this I is, highly oh, by recommend. By the way, this is a two hour show. <laughs> Hurry up. Yeah, we got 10 minutes. I highly recommend spending a day at Kennedy Space Center. Took the whole tour, marveled at the history. It's just amazing. So that was the first thing. Then that very same three day stretch was the end of the year, fourth quarter 
2017 earnings call. Ooh, old news. I listened to that in the parking lot of the Kennedy Space Center. Can you really call it an earnings call if you're Tesla? If Not you're losing money. <laughs> Are there earnings? It's a Soon. losing call. It's Soon. a financial call. And then there was the Boring Company presentation. Mm-hmm. At the temple on Sepulveda Boulevard. And it's interesting because when I went there, I went to park my car and I noticed there were a couple of spots that said EV only or whatever, you know, fuel efficient cars or whatever they termed it. So I backed my car in and I thought, this is probably where Elon's going to park. I just had a feeling. And sure enough, when I went back out to the car, I sat there for a few minutes and there came Elon and his girlfriend with a bunch of like heavy duty guys with things in their ears to take him to his car. And he was parked exactly right across from me. And it was just kind of satisfying to. Did you try and rush him? Did you try and touch him? Was he driving a Dodge Challenger? No, I didn't think to actually stick like a talking Tesla card on his car, but that would have been a good idea. What was he driving? A white Tesla. Thank you. No. A, A white Tesla. No, actually, it had no plates in the front. It was a black Tesla. Does he not understand the night. question that I'm asking him? What it's was he an driving? S because he said he was going to drive an S. That was still his car. Was it an S? It was an S. Oh. Yeah. Now, I've got a question for you. Why didn't you rush him and touch his coat? Because I believe that it can cure all diseases. <laughs> or make me just a little bit smarter, maybe. Oh, my God. Isn't that please, true? Please move on. That was a great show where they, they mm-hmm. really worked to convince the people of Los Angeles after uh-huh. they kind of failed to convince the people of Culver City uh-huh. to let them drill. And then yeah. he bought and announced that they've got a, a plot just above or north of Pico Boulevard on Sepulveda where they're going to bring up the first tunnel drill, that's coming baby, from drill. LAX. Drill, baby, drill. Drill, baby, drill. Then there was the first quarter's earnings call. Whatever. Old news. And uh, and more recently, something even more important, Uh it was the 50th anniversary, Stanley Kubrick's 2001 A Space Odyssey. And I went to see it because they've they've remastered the original director's cut. And it was long. You left out the delivery of the stupid-ass boring company blowtorches. That's true. And I got a picture with one. I've got one on order. I just didn't, I guess I didn't order it in the first thousand, so you I didn't get to go order. to it. You actually purchased one. Did we Who do, do you this think on you're the talking show? to? I guess dude. that's true. I'm sorry. Yeah. Elon could go wee wee and put it in a cup <laughs> <laughs> and sell it for a thousand bucks. Robert's going to buy it. He doesn't know why he's going to buy it. Yeah, I'll just He's going to buy it because I'll clone it. Please him. tell me, what are you going to do with that flamethrower? I'm going to put it away because I don't want anybody to know I even have it in my building. Oh, well, shh, don't tell tell anybody. Nobody's going to know, the 25 people listening. You know, I thought I might use it to, to, you know, put a nice crust on a steak that I've just sous vide. But after watching the videos of the people who have actually fired the thing up, no. I don't want to be negative, but I do think that he may have lost the plot with it. Yeah. In California in particular, fire season. Fire season. Here, let's have this stupid thing that people are going to misuse and you're going to get lots of bad press for. Elon, I know we've sounds been gone like, a while, but what were you thinking? It sounds like show 119 again or something, whatever, when yeah, we talked no, about I, it the first time. I, 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 on, what else? I have serious misgivings about that. Are we going to get to something interesting on the here? list or no? Well, one more thing. Okay. Just the other day, for the first time in 18 months, uh-huh. I could get podcasts on my car that i couldn't get before okay so maybe they fixed that's good news i've had like 11 software updates yes on my car yeah the latest in the body shop oh again it got a door ding and we're gonna play a little game of what the hell does that cost yeah because that's a good time and also Mm. 
how long does it take we could play, but that's kind of we're boring. We're going to get to that we're in the earnings that call, that actually. Yeah. Oh, oh, we're yeah. going to get to that But in the first of all, before we, what we're going to do to this uh, mm-hmm. session, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, is we're actually going to go through the shareholders meeting. I know it was a couple of weeks ago, but it's so important and it mm-hmm. sets up everything that's happening in the next 12 months, two years for sure. Mm-hmm. But before we get there, when we last uh, had a show, Tom Wilson got a Model 3. He's now had that Model 3 for, what, five months, driving around, going everywhere? Give us the quick summary. Do you like it? Do you hate it? Is it good? Is it bad? All the people who do not have Model 3s want to know. They want to know now. They're wondering why I don't stop talking so that you can answer the question. But if they ask that, they haven't really listened to the show before. So what about it, Tom? Why aren't you telling us about the Model 3? I'm going to stop talking any minute now because this is really obnoxious and not at all funny. Go. Tell us. Go. Yeah, it's great, man. No, I I picked it up on uh, January 4th. I have since driven it uh, to Las Vegas and back on a long way. autopilot probably 85% of the time. It's about 300 miles? It only tried to kill me twice. Only twice. That's not bad. During that time. And in very weird and random ways, autopilot works. So let's, let's talk about that for just a sec. When you put your car into autopilot... Is this before or after the last update? Before the last okay. update. So you put your car into autopilot and it gives you a little thing. Please keep your hands on the wheels. Because mostly like there's a subtext. You can't see it's really, really small because at any moment this car might try to kill you. <laughs> That's right. I think is what it says in the... It's like the, the, the fine print as the, as the kids call it. So driving down the freeway, middle of nowhere, no cars around me. All of a sudden car decided... It was going to veer hard left on the on the freeway. On a freeway? On the freeway, about 80 miles an hour to Las Vegas. Ooh. No center dividers, none oh. of that stuff. But luckily, I had my hands on the wheels, and I said, no, thank you. We're not going to go over there today. I don't know why. Didn't have. There's no warning, mm. no report that got printed out as to why it did it. And then... The other day, I was on the freeway, and I was driving, again, at a pretty good speed. There was no car in front of me. I was in autopilot. A big plumbing truck came up on the left side of me from behind, and the car slammed on the brakes. There wasn't anything in front of you? Nothing at all. Really? Why did it do that? I don't know the answer to that question. Was your car recently reading consumer reports? (laughs) (laughs) I just got a breakup grade. Let's test it. But other than those two things, and again, like that car is a lot of fun to drive. I charged it up. I drove it to Las Vegas. It cost me about seven bucks to supercharge. Mm, uh, right. On the way, because I, I have to pay for that sort of you thing. You have to pay. That's okay. I'm all yeah. right with it. He's building supercharges I, for the rest of us. I drove it. It cost me about $7. And just to give yeah. you kind of a – and that was in total, probably there and back. I think it was like 4 bucks each way. And when I got to Las Vegas at the hotel I was staying at, they had a destination charger. Beautiful. So on the last night before I was going to leave, I brought it down to Valet. Yeah. They plugged it in. Next you said, Gasson, please gas it up. Next morning, it was right there in the beautiful cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. And I drove it home, stopped again to charge for a few minutes, and boom, boom, boom. It was spectacular. Now, Smooth. I to give you a little bit of an idea, when I drive my truck to go camping, and mm. I have a truck to go camping, and I'll drive it to like Death Valley and back. It's not a workhorse. Or, or to Bishop and back. Yeah. It's about $120 round trip to make that. 
So be, that's a big deal. Be nice when that's that a, truck is a Tesla truck. Yeah, oh, that'll be great. That's that's we we haven't talked about that for a while. But the reason uh-huh. that Tom doesn't have an electric truck with good mileage that he can go camping with is because. Uh, yeah, there is it doesn't one. Exist. Yeah, no, that's it's not really a thing. Bit of a problem. And as you said, when is that going to happen? And be affordable. Yeah, it's going to take a little while. And be able to go up the roads that I go up because I go up some pretty intensely bouldered, divoted roads in my Lexus. You wouldn't recognize it as a normal Lexus. It's got all the uh, off-roading accoutrement. You've, you've delexified it. I've very severely de-soccer mommed it, as I like to refer to it. Yeah. So, uh, summary. So that's you've that. had the three. The three is amazing. Do you love it? Do I love the it? three. I don't know if you guys know, but if you get a three right now. If you get a three delivered right now, that one additional thing that Elon mentioned, do you guys know what that is? One additional thing. Like they give you a thing. If you you buy a Model 3 now and you take delivery of it, they're going to give you something that they did not give me or Mel when we took delivery of that car. I happen to have received one. I have it with me. Because I accidentally showed up at a car show on Father's Day. How do you... Are you guys ready? Yeah. How do you accidentally show up at a car show? This is like show and tell on a radio podcast. He's taking his headphones off. He's reaching down to a a bag. He's he's, he's, pulled down a box. He's got it behind his back. He's wiped. Don't wipe it. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) None of that is happening. That is no, just, now he's struggling uh, to he's, put his earpieces back in. He's got it in okay. his underpants. This is a 143 oh scale version die-cast metal car oh, of the Tesla Model 3. I want one of those. That's not fair. It is in It is in Tesla red. Look at how beautiful that is. It's in a lovely oh, acrylic oh, case. That is so good. It's got the hockey puck doorknobs. Did you guys know this was a thing? No. I had no idea. So this is what happens. I go to the car show. It's accidentally. Accidentally. You thought you were going to I thought I was going to, to lunch. To lunch? In but, Beverly Hills. And you show And up I pull up show. and it's a car show. Lovely old cars. Uh, you've got your show me the box. Ferrari Super Americas. you got all kinds of other stuff. And then you walk down the street a little ways and there's a Tesla booth. Oh, wow. For lack of a what? better thing to call it. Yes. There's, booth? there's an X. Yes. With the wings up, and a Ooh. three, ah. and an S. Ooh. They're all out there. There's that a is. whole sales force of individuals, and and they're handing out these cars. To everybody? They have them, yeah. They're handing out these cars. And I asked the guy, I said, what does a guy got to do to get a car? Yeah. And what he told me was, you got to get a delivery of a Model 3. And I said, well, I've already done that. Yes. And he handed me one. You showed your card? No, didn't even prove it to him, and he handed me one. So I got one, and then they were giving them out to everybody there if you gave them your name and phone number or an email address or whatever. I'm a little bit upset about that, Tom. This is a beautiful looking model. If you'd like one, you can buy them on eBay. They're $100. This reminds me of something. Uh, when we last had the show uh-huh. that uh, everybody loved and it was great and we stopped doing it because it was psychotic, um, 
We were going to crush Tom's car. Tom had an old car. Not we the were Model crush- 3. We were going to crush Tom's car. Um, and we didn't. And I no. feel bad about it because it turns out it was very difficult to find a place to crush Tom's yeah, car. Yeah, it was kind of a bit of and procrastination. And then Tom's car kind of got crushed on its own. It was crushed by a by what I assume was a very drunk individual mm. who also had like a morality moment after he crushed it. Oh? In the front of my house. Yes. So it was the middle of the night. Yes. It oh. was parked on the street. Yes. Oh. And my neighbors heard the the crash and situation, uh, and basically somebody driving down my street claimed that his tire blew out, mm-hmm. and, as he and smashed his, into your car. And his and as he, I was taking another shot, and he smashed, uh, the tire exploded, and he smashed into the Lexus and destroyed basically the entire driver's side, like every single panel on the side of the car. Now, the Mm. main reason we didn't get it crushed is because in California, they have, mm, let's call them environmental laws. (laughs) (laughs) Anti-crush laws. Where you can't just go and crush a perfectly good car and send it off to nowhere. What they want to do is take that car, put it in a lot, have people come in and like ants and take all the pieces off of it it to put in their other... Right. Car. So not only would my car still survive and be parts of other combustion cars, right. who wants that? Right. We couldn't crush it. Luckily, someone crushed it. The insurance company totaled it, and the next day came and took it away. Did they give you money? Yeah. <laughs> did. did you drive into your own car late oh, at night, Tom? No, Do you I want didn't. To admit it here? But they gave me. I drove. I bought that car for my mother. Yeah. She drove it for quite a few years. I drove it. My daughter drove it, and they gave me almost every penny I paid for it. Oh my god! Because so that beautiful. thing was worth nothing. It was worth zero dollars. Like it yeah. was unsellable, and they were like. We're going to give you this much. And I was like, are you kidding? That car had super low miles. Have you checked it out? And they're like, all right, we'll give you this much more. And they did. And you were basically ready to just crush the thing. I was. It was gone, like, for no money. So I got money. I have donated it to the Tom Wolfson Family Foundation. <laughs> uh, so it's all oh, been good. So, so that's a lot of stuff to talk about in one particular moment. But, yes, that's Can beautiful. we then now take this beautiful 147 scale model, Model 3? 143, yeah. 143. Uh-huh. Can we crush this? For the uh, oh, for the fans, I really wish you wouldn't, but you, we, you, but you could if you really we wanted to. Because we said we'd crush a car. I was thinking we could do this. That would be sad. In honor of this first show, yeah, some sort of contest. The three of us mm. could sign it. Oh. oh, now you're talking. And we could either sell it on eBay and give that money to charity. <laughs> no one's going <laughs> to buy it. Or we could do it as a as a welcome back gift. Uh, I think that's a great idea. I think in lieu of not having crushed Tom's car, uh-huh. let's sign this and we'll send it to a random Patreon from back in the day when we had Patreons. A back random in the- Patreon that wanted us to crush, crush that paid us money to crush their car oh. is now going to get an autographed, you have to buy a Model 3. And it's beautiful, it hot red. But the real question is, red. if we sign it, do we reduce its value to nothing? <laughs> <laughs> Like, like, should we not sign it? That, oh, that's a Twitter poll. That's a good question. <laughs> so let me give you my Model 3 report. I've had my Model 3 for a month or so before you. Uh-huh. And uh, I drove it a lot. I have been driving a lot. My uh-huh. son's been driving it a lot. I love that car. Uh-huh. There's some really terrible YouTube videos if you want to watch me driving around in that uh-huh. car. Uh-huh. Seen them. Um, <laughs> they are I bad. S- I still uh, love that car. Uh-huh. But now I have some buyer's remorse. You know why? No. Mm-mm. <sighs> Air suspension. 
It's got to mm. be coming soon. And that's the one thing I don't like about it. A lot of people love the coil suspension. It feels like a race car. I love it. Oh, I'm sorry. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say that on this show. But uh, I think I like air suspension more. I like the ride of the S more. But everything about that car is great. And the, Well, not everything. Because I still wish I could just take that center console Screen. iPad. I love that thing. And click it towards me. No. It's beautiful, high resolution. It looks great. I just want to click it towards me so I, I can disagree. see better. I disagree. I think it's you perfect. You can be wrong just like you used to be wrong. I think you it's, can still be wrong. I think it's perfect. I think that it's spectacular. I wish, upon all wishes, remember, Robert, think back to the day I picked up my car. Yes. You and your lovely <laughs> wife joined me and my lovely wife to pick it up and noticed there were some scratches in the center console. Yes. They still have yet to fix that. Oh. They don't call me. They don't talk about it. The other thing that this, the people of this show might be interested in knowing is uh, when we ended the show, I was very excited because I had received four referrals. Yes. Right? At, at, at which I had ordered two chargers, uh-huh. a set of wheels and tires, and yes. was going to get a Founders Power Wall. Yes. Do you guys want to guess which of those items I've received so far? Zero. Uh, none of them. That would be none. Yeah, that would be zero. So none of those. Thank you for that, Tesla. We really appreciate yeah. really pushing that referral thing. I probably helped you sell half a million dollars worth of cars. Take your time. It's totally fine. I got Not to it. mention how many cars you helped them sell by just being here for the just show. Just for being on this uh, show. So oh. that is a bit upsetting. I uh-huh. haven't, you've, Robert, you're always on the forums. Are other people having issues yes. with getting their free stuff? Yes. And, and actually, there's a, there's a fellow who keeps track on a counter of how many people have how many referrals. Uh-huh. And uh, I actually spent, I did a little interview with uh, Eric from the Tesla Inventory website. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were talking and then off. Mike, he told me how many referrals he and his his uh, friend have, and that that would be something like uh, 150 times more than me. Yeah. Holy smoke. <laughs> and they've gotten none of their things. I don't know about that, but I want to just get to 55. That's all I really care about. Yeah. How I, many are you at now? Uh, two. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, uh... I should say one and a half, because the second guy... God bless him. He hasn't yet taken delivery. I have, uh, I have zero. So that's a, a bit of a concern. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me tell you about my Model 3 experience. I love it. I want the air suspension. Um, I would really like to have dual motors if it gave you more range. And so they released the dual motor edition. Yes. No more range, which is really weird. And I mm-hmm. think they're probably just underselling. I bet you if you get a dual motor edition, you can probably drive that puppy 350 miles. But the people... Want the $35,000 car, We're going to get to that. Too, how because... much? Okay. How, have we configured a three? 78000 I mean, yeah. come on. 78000 that's, that's because they have, to pay for the third, they have to pay for the third production line in the tent. We're going to get to the, all of this. The one other thing I like about the Model 3, oh, I don't quite like as much about the Model 3, is that 48-volt charging is not as good as 72-volt charging in the S. Mm. So I can only do like 44 miles per hour of charge at right. home with a high amperage oh, at home. voltage charge right. at home. The supercharging is super quick. So the supercharging. So my son just went on a trip. He's going yeah. on a high Sierras. And he plugs in a, at Lone Pine. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's going to have lunch with his buddy before they go pack, backpacking. And then he sends me a screenshot of the supercharging. And he's like, Dad. And he's been in our S and our X and we've traveled lots of places. And he's like, have you ever seen a charge rate this fast? And the charge rate was, ladies and gentlemen... 478 miles per hour. Wow. Now, this was only at 111 kilowatt hours. And at first, I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's fantastic. But it's because the other thing I like about the Model 3 is that it's so much more efficient. 
So each kilowatt hour that you put into that car, the car can drive a long way. So that 478 is not actually it getting charged faster like lots more electrons, but it's just using those electrons far more efficiently. It's a super efficient car. It's kind of cool. I can beat that charge You rate. can beat what? Oh, this I is going to be a new this is a new thing. Oh my. Who well, can get the fastest mile per hour charge rate versus on how many May kilowatt 18th, hours? Which is kilowatts. on my way back from Las Vegas. Go. I got 118 kilowatts. Oh my. Yes. 479 miles per hour. You beat me by one mile an hour. And this was already after charging 55 miles. That is impressive. Baller fast. I'm going to tell you that That right now. That is quickly. That's so cool. And he did that sort of rate of charge for a long time, like up to like 250 miles. So now I've got a question for Robert before we get into the earnings call. No, the shareholders meeting. Uh, Robert? Yes. You don't have a Model 3. I don't. Tom has a Model 3. Tom does have a Model 3. Mel has a Model 3. It's true. And a Model S it's and a been... Model X. Just, I'm just going to throw that out there <laughs> in case anybody forgot. And apparently 30,000 people now own Model 3s. Why don't you have one? Well, to tell you the truth, I still like my car. I paid oh, a lot of money oh, for my car. I see. You car. don't need it, so you're not going to buy it. What kind of an excuse is that? It's a terrible excuse. I went off the road. You're no Mel That's Herbert. what I want for my next car. <laughs> no, it's it's interesting because I've, I've queried my son as to whether or not he'd be interested. I have a question. Yes. What's he driving? A Prius, a plug-in Prius. Fully electric? No, it only gets about 11 miles mm. per charge. Oh, but those 11 miles. Shall we? What, what? <laughs> and the acceleration of that thing is sick phenomenal yeah, sick like somebody dying of consumption so no he doesn't he doesn't want the model 3 i think we talked about this in the past you know you it's interesting post-traumatic stress disorder from the early days of your tesla ownership without supercharging everywhere i that's think that's true we did run out or almost run out a number of times and had to do some interesting detours and such Get out and push. No, we never had to get out and push, but we did have to kind of flap our wings. Uh, yes, it's true. I think that the... Uh, That's the sound of the tequila. <laughs> Go on. I do think that the potential inconvenience of having to plug in or even, you know, for a 19-year-old guy to have to think, oh, should I plug in because I'm going somewhere tomorrow or this or that? So you bought him a car where that's all he has to think about because it has 11 miles of range. Unless, unless he doesn't bother to charge it. And uh, then he oh, just guess what? Gas my my daughter's got 40 miles of range and yeah. literally she's on the damn charger at home all the time because right. like I got to go to the mall. I got to charge. I got to go. I got to go around the corner. Now I got to charge. Like it's just constant. Like uh, that's mm. fine. I got to charge my car maybe once every two weeks. So yeah. I don't really care. Yeah. Well, so it's all about a matter of infrastructure and yeah you know when you do get your tesla wall charger you'll have a second charger that would be amazing is this on is this thing on <laughs> is this tesla? Elon, are Elon, you listening tom needs his charger oh, we're going back. i also he held up his half of the bargain i've had okay so i don't know if you guys want to add this to the show we've already been talking for a very long, long time, time we haven't about, got a thing about nothing on, which is hello you're welcome on the we're way back. to las vegas i was a mile from my house and I got a flat tire, Aww. but I needed, as you know, I needed to be in Las Vegas. Yeah, big show. So mm. I'm in a Model 3. I've mm. got a flat tire. I'm relatively close to the Van Nuys Service Center. And that tire doesn't have many miles on it. That tire had 
very few miles on it at the time. Do you guys want to know what went down? Yeah. Well, first of all, uh, at least you've got a spare. No, it's a, it's a Tesla. Oh, that's right. There's no spare. Go and on. At least you've got a kit that comes with the three to fix the flat tire. Also incorrect. Doesn't oh, come with oh, it. That's extra. Oh. And God knows how long that would take to show up if okay. you bought one. Go on. <laughs> no idea. So basically, they made a little a car, but I'm not sure I could get a, a kit. <laughs> and there's T-shirts. Yeah, and there's T-shirts. So, but this story has an amazing ending. Oh, good. Because Tesla service is amazing. Yes. For this particular thing. So this is what happened. And maybe people know about this, but I had no idea. So I got a flat tire. I couldn't make it to the Van Nuys Service Center. I limped off the freeway, tried to fill it at a gas station, and it was just shh, right? I could see the PSI on the little gauge inside the car dropping. Right. It was like 40, 40, 40, 20. <laughs> I was like, I can't drive this car. So I pulled over to a friend's house who happens to live right off of Van Nuys Boulevard, which is where this all happened. Okay. I called the Tesla Service Center in Van Nuys first, and I said, this is what's going on. I need to be in Las Vegas. Yes. And they were like, hold on a second. They got on the call to Tesla roadside service. Yeah. And an hour and a half later, a guy shows up in a van Mm -hmm. with a tire on a wheel. Yes. Replaced the wheel. Yes. And the tire. And the tire. Yeah. And the man. Took the wheel and tire from my car back to the Van Nuys Service Center. I drove to Vegas. Kept that wheel and tire for a week because that's how long I was there. Drove back. They called me themselves to be like, hey, we'd like to get our tire and wheel back. I was like, okay. They drove over to my house in another van, jacked up my car, took the wheel and tire off. Thank you very much. Oh, my God. That is amazing. Isn't that beautiful? How could they possibly do that everywhere? They did that for me, too. I was driving. I was in Agoura. On Canaan Road, or at least I was at the freeway at Canaan Road, and I pulled off, went to a gas station where they gave me some strange looks for pulling into the gas station. Uh-huh. And I went to the tire filler, and I stuck the thing on, and it's, I filled it up. And, and I was like, as soon as I let my hand off, I heard. And then I pulled the yeah, handle. Yes. I pulled, pushed on the handle to put the air in. And I let go of the handle, and I heard. <laughs> and I realized that my tire had an enormous opening in it yeah and and i did the same thing i called the service number and some guy showed up in a truck and he put on a wheel and he said he's going to take my wheel from agura back to west uh westchester Mm. to the service center nice and sure enough it was there three days later they just flipped it actually got a whole new set of tires how do they do that in kansas a lot slower Oh, we'll be right there four days from now, big fella. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. There's no way they could, like, there's no option for them to not do that, right? so much to that story. Why are Tesla tires exploding every five minutes? Well, I had a a big, giant nail in mind. Oh, well, like, Tesla should be able to fight nails. It's an electric car. Doesn't it repel metal objects? It's not anti-magnetic. But I've got a bigger question, and we won't go down that rabbit hole right now, but what is up with stupid tire technology for the last hundred years? You've got air inside a rubber thing that gets broken all the time. When are we going to get true airless tires that don't get flats, for goodness sake? Can somebody get on that? Hello, Elon. Is this thing on? (laughs) What the hell is going on? This is a guy, 
Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to start he wants this now. Air suspension. This is a guy who just said he wanted air suspension, and now he wants rock hard tires. You are a moron, Mel Herbert. I am sorry. Oh my god! Look, I resemble that remark. I want air in my suspension, and I want rocks in my, in my tires. I need air suspension so I can have the exact same ride with much harder tires. Also, I want to not be able to turn. I, I do. <laughs> or I, corner. I do find it upsetting that the Model 3, which was like $55,000. Yeah. yeah you it's got not an inexpensive cheap. car. <laughs> Mine was way more than that. That uh, it doesn't come with a little kit for the flat tire. So I went to the place. You probably haven't heard of it. It's a new thing, Amazon. I went to Amazon. <laughs> yeah. And I bought my own $28 tire refill, fix the leaky leak kit. doesn't have a Tesla logo on it. It does not. Yeah, but, but it he saves twenty well. bucks. So I'm just saying. I don't have one. Uh, I don't. Have, I still don't have it. a tire repair kit. Somebody want to buy me one? Uh, Tesla? No. Is this thing on? Oh God! You can only <laughs> do that once during the show. We've done it three times. All right. So let's get into the uh, shareholders meeting, please. And before we get there, and I'm going to edit oh, no, in the audio as we go. Let's get into it. And before. So before we get into it, <laughs> let's just remember that coming up to this, which was a few weeks ago, Tesla was in trouble. Lots of selling, what's it called when you uh, reverse sell? Shorting. 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 Um, Tesla's dead. Uh, The end of the world is happening. Elon's lost his poopy. And then we have the shareholders meeting. So let us start, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, with a little bit of audio here. And uh, what about the ramp? The biggest problem, of course, is that they can't ramp. They can only make like three or four of these a week. (laughs) That's not that's inaccurate. That's not at all true. That's inaccurate. But it was like, we can't make many of these. Let's see where we're at. But the net result is, despite a lot of difficulties, uh, all all lines, all all parts of the Model 3 production system have demonstrated uh, a 500 uh, car per day capability or a 3,500 car per week capability. So, um, and and then we we just um, did did a big set of upgrades and we're spooling out the production lines again. And I think it's it's more it's quite likely that we will achieve uh, a five thousand car week by the end of this month. It's, it's, it's like whew, this is like I tell you the most excruciating hellish uh, several months I've maybe ever had, um, and a lot of other people at Tesla. But, but I think we're getting there. So the first part of it is production is ramping. But I didn't capture that next piece where he says it's been hell. Thank you for everybody. And he was in tears. He's basically starting to cry. And I've been really concerned, frankly, about Elon and his mental state. And I think he is burning the candle at all four ends. And when you see somebody get up there saying, like, we've been working really hard and thanks to everybody and be very tearful as CEO of a giant company, you really start to worry, like, uh, this guy's right on the edge and could potentially fall off. And stuff that we see every now and then where he's acting a little irrationally, I get worried about it. And I'm sure that I'm not the only one. But it's kind of in some ways a little tiny bit self-inflicted, right? Because he's still going full bore in the boring company uh, and yeah. still going full on into it's outer space. Six, yeah. It's and, definitely self-inflicted. He mm-hmm. has a disorder and he's pushing and he's trying to do this thing. And I was just like, Elon, bro, take a week off. Yeah. Go. He do can't what you need to because do. of all of these sharks and short sellers <sighs> and everybody else who just wants it to fail. There are 
massive conglomerates, auto companies, everybody, right. everybody, everybody working either, either to beat him at his own game or, or to make his game stop. Like that's what's happening right. in the world, right? There's right. a bunch of car companies that could actually give a crap whether or not EVs are successful or not. They just want to sell units, right? They don't care what's in them. And then there's the the electric uh, the uh, the the fossil fuel people who are clearly the, are not on on the team Elon as it pertains to that. So that's a lot of pressure. And then you've got the short sellers, and you've got the fact that it's very expensive to start a car company. It's he was noting uh, during this that it's only Ford and Tesla are the only two American car companies that haven't gone broke. Yeah, that haven't gone into bankruptcy. That's uh, very interesting. And, and so uh, I look, I look yeah. back at some numbers for this. Yes, mm-hmm. please. And back on the 5th, that's June 5th of this year, mm-hmm. the day before the earnings call, uh, Tesla had gone up uh, in value. And then after the earnings call, it continued to go up in value. In fact, it rose 9.7%, which equated to the short sellers losing, just in that 24-hour period, $1.1 billion. Billion with a billion. That's like more zeros than I can fit in my mouth. And then from the 6th, right, the day of the earnings call till today, 6.20, the stock has gone up more. Do we have Google here? Oh, sorry. Google's in the other room. Google's in the other room. I'll bring him back. I can do it. Here, just say. Google, what's Tesla's stock price? Tesla's stock price closed up $9.67 at $362.22 today. Which is which? Very good, Tom. High five. That, what are you talking about? So, that was Google. So, so that means that Tesla's stock price has now risen another forty two dollars and seventy two cents. So now the shorters have lost another one point six six billion dollars. That's a total of two point seven six billion dollars. These are guys who are and gals who are very sharp and will do. Almost anything, on the, I imagine. On the plus side, now they can write off all of that stuff on their taxes. They could okay. raise the prices of all the other companies. But that do they, they keep their job as stock picker? It is a yeah. danger. I don't know anything about how this works, do. but I know that it is a dangerous sport to short sell. Elon has said two days ago, the short sellers are going to lose another $3 billion by the end of the month. And people were saying production numbers are going to be good again. Now, if they only would have invested that money into Tesla, imagine what they could be. Although the reason that people short is because they can take a little bit of money and risk, you know, and potentially have massive advances. So it's sort of like short options. Well, you know how much the shorters lost in 2017? $1.87. How much? $3.4 billion. I wasn't even close. So they're down like $6 billion. And And getting more desperate. What's got to hurt? And you'll see um, there's which would one of the blogs, I won't say it because I might get it wrong and I don't want to get in trouble, but every single thing is an anti-Tesla story, anti-Tesla. Anti- alpha. Yeah. And then at the is. bottom it says, <laughs> uh, we might happen to have some shorting going on. Right. Like, uh, thank you. So mm-hmm. please ignore everything we've said. Yeah. So, I mean, like the, the whole business about, you know, another Tesla caught fire or another Tesla crashed. Oh, my God. Somebody asked me recently. Yeah. I got out of my car. It was, Why you? No. It was parked in the driveway. You got out of your car. I got out of my Model 3. And then 3, they asked you. And they asked me, are you scared it's going to catch on fire? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know. Are you scared that your combustion vehicle is going to catch on fire? Because you should look up the data. Yeah. 
You know how many cars catch fire each year? 170,000, approximately. Yeah, I was going to say 155. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. And how many of them are electric? Uh, two, three. Three. No, no the yeah. answer is the only the ones you hear about. Only the ones you hear about. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get back to that because there was great. an interesting thing happened that we'll talk about a little later. But let's now talk about a statistic which I find stunning, overwhelming, amazing, quite incredible, huge, large, Bunkakian in nature, this thing. Uh, the... We're doing well on market share. Mm. Um, the blue line is the Tesla Model 3. Uh, we just became, in May, the uh, best-selling mid-sized premiums in the United States of any kind. Take that, so. sucker. <laughs> Drop the mic. Uh, what? BMW yeah. uh, 3 Series, uh, Mercedes C Series, uh, Lexus. Uh, what? They just became the biggest-selling mid-sized luxury car in America. That's crazy. And he showed a graph. If you haven't seen it, it's a pretty graph. And it basically shows that BMW has taken a dump. And Mercedes has taken a small dump. And that Tesla's picked up all those people, which makes sense. Because if you think about it, if you go up to, like, Silicon Valley, San Jose, San Francisco area, all the young tech folks drive BMW Series 3s. It's like the de rigueur car. Mm-hmm. I don't think this story is over yet. I still worry about the financials, but Elon has said he thinks that by the end of the next quarter that they'll actually be in the in the black and profitable and all be fine. Yep. I think we've turned the corner, and I couldn't be more excited because I am never going to buy a gas car again. I'm so sick of these other companies that don't give a rat's poopy, and now <laughs> I love the fact that they're going to have to play catch-up Real fast. Real yeah. fast, ladies they and gentlemen. They can't catch up. You can always catch up to them. If they change the plug it's take a while. on their car and they make it a supercharger plug and they buy some Tesla technology to put a charger in every one of those EVs. Why they, would Tesla do that? Because. I mean, all Why would have, not Tesla wait until they had until they own that he's market not share? In it for the profit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's in it to change everyone else. But he's and it's in working. it to get. Okay. You know what? I'm just stop for a second. He's definitely in it to make sure Tesla continues to exist. True. And we know that. To, why? Because he said, twenty years from now, I'm going to sell a ton of stock so that I can fund. The uh, mission, Mars mission. Right. So okay. anyways, he wants Tesla to succeed yeah. because he knows that, let's say Volkswagen, Mercedes, BMW, all these companies come out with amazing electric cars. They're still not going to be these amazing thinkers about it and, and the infrastructure and all the other stuff. That is so far down the line, unfortunately, still for these teams. How long have we been doing this show? Oh is God! There it sounds another, like is there another car out there that's come close? The Chevy Bolt with a B has come close, but because of the lack of the charging infrastructure, it is still a car that I don't tell people to buy unless you're just going to drive it around town. Our CFO just bought one. She loves it. The family loves it. The kids love it. Everybody loves it. But it's like, um, want to go to Vegas? Like, I'm not taking that car. It's a pain in the butt. Right. Yeah. So. Uh, this is huge. It's bigger than Ben Hur's buttocks. Now, one of the things that uh, they also talked about in this uh, earnings call, and that's not a shareholders meeting, was the cost of batteries. So sort of dovetailing what you're talking about here, Tom, the other car manufacturers are way behind. Now they're losing. They can't keep up with the car in terms of the cost and the range, for example. 
Um, they can't keep up with the real important thing, which is supercharging to make it like a real car. Battery costs at Tesla are plummeting. Listen to this little ditty. The lower cost, uh, the, the shorter range battery, the lower cost car uh, at around the end of this year. This one we're expecting to do it. So that was not the right one. But uh, people have been asking, when is the $35,000 version of the car coming? And he's saying early next year. Yeah. Because they're selling now a car, which is more expect They want to sell the dual motor version. And that's $78,000 fully loaded. So they're selling a car now that's more expensive than where they started. Did he talk about what that means for people who order. So like let's say the $35,000 car does come at the end of 2018. Mm-hmm. How many like what percentage is he going to be willing to actually make? Because my guess is cuz you've heard stories from Elon if you order a fully loaded Model 3 today and you happen to live somewhere close to California, you're looking at a 3 to 4 month wait. That means there are a lot of people who've been on the list for 2 years. Yes. How long are they like? Are they going to be making five thousand, thirty-five thousand dollar cars a week? Are they going to make? Uh, are they going to stop for a week making the a the duels and the air suspension and all the other stuff? And well, I think uh, it, from a financial point of view, there is no incentive for them to do this until they absolutely have to. From yeah. a financial point of view, they want to sell every expensive version, mm-hmm. dual motor version that they can. They want to saturate that market mm-hmm. five thousand a week and ten thousand a week. Pay for the lines. Pay mm-hmm. for everything, and then once they're done with that here's your low cost version so mm-hmm. he's saying he said in the earnings call in the shareholders call that we physically can't do it right now but he didn't really explain why we physically can't do it right now because we have a backlog of much more expensive profitable mm-hmm. cars to do so we'll see tom it's a good question Thank but you. once they get the ramp to ten thousand, i think then they can go okay five thousand of the cheap five thousand of the expensive and how many of those people on the list for thirty five thousand dollar cars are not going to buy it at 40000 I don't know, but we do know that 25% of people who are initially on that list have jumped off because various reasons, we're not exactly sure, there's been various reporting that uh, it's just taken too long, they needed the car, they bought another car. But we don't know how many people have been sort of replaced but on that more, list. Kind of almost more importantly, and I feel for a lot of people, is how many of the people who are waiting for the $35,000 car are going to get any federal tax rebate. It looks like zero at this rate. Where are we right now with that? Do we know? Well, someone put out a great graph where they speculated that Tesla will hit the end of the federal tax rebate in quarter three. I have a question, though. So does that mean I need to do my taxes Early? No. Or it doesn't no. matter? Like, because I matter. bought it in January, I'm good. You're good. You're good. But okay. they're building so many of these, there, the federal tax credit is going to round. That's why the $35,000 version becomes important for a lot of people. So let's talk about supercharger expansion because really the key to the Tesla, again, let me go back in time a little bit. The key to the Tesla being a car that can take out a Mercedes and a BMW is that it's a real car at least in California and a lot of the United States, because I can drive it anywhere. Tom can go to Vegas and stop and get four bucks worth of electricity. Right. And again, like I, I want to reiterate, it's weird, right? Because I literally, that's the only time I've ever used a supercharger. That's Traveling. It. That was the only time. So, you know, we talk about it ad nauseum. Is it important? Is it important? It's so psychologically important. Yeah. 
it doesn't matter if it's important or not because it's psychologically the thing. And that's what I've realized after owning it and not going to the supercharger. And it's not that I'm not going to the supercharger because I have to pay for them. Mm-hmm. and Or it might be because I have one at home. Maybe I would have no options. There's not really a close supercharger to my house yet. I have mm-hmm. to go either to Westlake or still to Burbank. Right. Uh, and I have to pay. But again – that psychological barrier sure. is huge. Yeah. I mean, it's an anti-convenience factor. Right. You want the car that does 100% of what you want it to do, or basically 100%. Yeah. So the Chevy Bolt, great car. It's perfect 95% of the time. But if I want to drive to Vegas, it's a pain in the butt because I can't supercharge it. <laughs> Supercharging <laughs> is absolutely fundamental to that psychological yeah. barrier of saying, this is a yeah. real car. You can go anywhere. Yeah. I'm worried about the supercharge network. It's not growing fast enough, but I've got some good news. Are you ready for some good news? Let's hear some good news. And uh, supercharger expansion is going going really well. Uh, we're um, almost over ten thousand superchargers worldwide. Um, and uh, yeah, our, our goal is to, to, that you'll be able to go almost anywhere on Earth using the Tesla supercharger system. Uh, we're very excited about the next generation supercharger that is. Um, it's mostly finished in design and will go into production hopefully around the end of this year. So Supercharger Generation 3 um, will, will be a, quite a dramatic improvement. Um, but we want to save that announcement for uh, when, it, when it deploys, uh, which is hopefully later this year. Um, and then once we have that system in place, then we're going to accelerate the Supercharger expansion even more. You, you know why he... Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, He's he's pointing at me, but you know why Elon's calling it Supercharger Season 3? Because he's naming it after our show, coming back (laughs) as Talking Tesla Season 3. I'm pretty sure Is this a good time for me to do the Supercharger report? Well, uh, before we go there, let's just uh, fill you on a few things. (laughs) I do do want to hear that. Supercharger Version 3.0 is where you link the solar array with the batteries and faster charging. Um, in the question and answer period, they talked about a two to three to four x improvement in supercharging speeds. So that's fifteen hundred miles an hour, based on the number that I got. In the theory, yes. So they're saying the battery chemistry. It sounds like they're doing a lot of stuff in the background about how fast they can charge these without exploding. Tom's model three. Yeah, he said he expects a factor of three, and he hedged on a factor of like four x. And he said it was very much dependent on the battery technology, like my generation one. Yet no bueno. Not. I don't even know where my Model S will be because it's like so old. It's, one year, got a they three didn't like say me. it exactly. Though. If they sound like the Model Three is going to be able to do two X, and then he right. started to talk a little bit about newer technologies uh, coming down the pipe, and maybe they can do it even faster than that. But I think a two X or a three X improvement would be unbelievably good. It would be, and I would like there to be an option when you showed up at the supercharger, three X. You pay for. Oh, hello. 2X, eh, it's free. You know what the problem – I'm going to start complaining. This will be (laughs) – you know that Tesla's won. When Mel Herbert starts to complain, (laughs) I tried to go poopy pants and get a soda, but my car charges so fast, I don't have time. That's right. How cool would that be? You have to go back onto your uh, stool softener. (laughs) It's – that would be cool Please. when I cannot, <laughs> cannot go wee-wee, I'm getting older, and poopy 
and get a soda in the time it takes my Tesla to get another 200 miles just, of range. Just play the next clip. You're upset about that? <laughs> Let's talk about battery storage growth. You know, uh, everything about Tesla is about batteries. Everything. That's true. It's all about batteries. Uh-huh. Batteries in the car. Mm-hmm. Batteries in the home. Mm-hmm. Solar panels to charge them up. That's not a battery, though. But it's about charging the batteries. Mm-hmm. Batteries let's in talk your about, little cell phone charger. Let's talk about mm-hmm. batteries. So, um, they're big. We've, we've managed to uh, do now a gigawatt hour of energy storage deployment uh, worldwide. That's a lot. This is all the way through from the reign of Ramses II of Egypt through today, <laughs> uh, which takes a very impressive period of time. Elon joke. Um, and and in, in less than a year from now, we will do another gigawatt. What? Ramses so, was not good to my that's, people. That's, it's pretty massive. Not yeah. to my people. Let my people go. So, so the, the the rate of yeah the rate of uh, stationary storage deployment is is going to grow exponentially. I mean, it's really, I, I think, for for many years to come, the each incremental year will be about as much as all of the preceding years, which is a crazy crazy growth rate. Um, and um, it's, it's, it's also a sort of a production-limited thing. We, we would actually be able to do more if we could produce more. Um, and we are producing a lot of batteries. Really? You could do so, more if you could produce more? In fact, next quarter at the Gigafactory, we expect to make more battery capacity than um, all other EVs combined worldwide, including China. Boom. There's the answer. So, what was the question? I mean, this, this is a really crazy amount of batteries. Um, it's, this one factory is making, will make more than all the other batteries on Earth. Um, I think really deserving that the Gigafactory sort of title. Um, it's really, really nutty. Um, the question was, what is Tesla's advantage? The Tesla advantage in the car is that it's beautiful, it's fast, it's got great acceleration, sure, fine, that's all good. It's the supercharger network, thank you very much. But the real advantage is the fact that they can make batteries so much cheaper than anybody else. So he's talking about overall battery storage growth. Their their ability to create, to make batteries, is so much more than anybody else. It's kind of kooky. I'm going to jump forward a little bit because they talk about how much it costs. So capacity is one thing. So what he was trying to say there is like, we would build more if we could build more. He was saying like... <laughs> That we have like an overwhelming amount of uh, need, we just can't keep up with production. And what that signifies to me is that he is anticipating a huge market for these batteries in Asia, because the next Gigafactory is going in in Shanghai, and I expect that once they make the announcement in another week or so, maybe by the time you've heard this show, that that battery factory is going to get built very quickly. Things build up in China really right. quickly, and, that- and they're going to be churning out batteries. Right. And that's going to increase the capacity enormously. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they have so, you know, like they're also super positive solar, you know, not only producing, but installing solar in China as well. So like for them, battery backup is just kind of part of what needs to happen. Like it is yes. infrastructure, uh, you know, need number two, right. basically. Yeah, because they have all that excess solar that they're wasting Mm -hmm. all the time. So for many years, uh, battery experts, energy experts, car experts have talked about a magic number. 
And that magic number is $100 per kilowatt hour. Mm -hmm. That magic number used to be talked about at the cell level. How much can you make? One of the little cells, can you make that for less than $100 per kilowatt hour? And then sort of the magic number was $100 per kilowatt hour for a completed sort of battery pack that you put in the car, that you put at the house. Here's what they say. Uh, about that because this has been this long distant future sometime in the long distant future when we get under a hundred dollars per kilowatt hour the fossil fuel industry is dead because it just makes no sense after that to have a renewable resource for so cheap up front listen to this um so jv do you want to talk about the battery car stuff um sure so you know, it's difficult for us to talk about specific cost numbers. That's always a, a, a difficult topic, but we're we're still very confident that we have the best price and performance of anything out, out there in the world. If there's something better, I don't know about it, and we've looked as hard as we possibly can. And we try and talk to every single battery, you know, startup, every lab, every large manufacturer. We get quotes from them. We test cells from them. So if there's something better, you know, we're, we're all ears. We'd love to find it, but we, we haven't found it yet. Um, so generally, uh, yeah, we're, we're still pretty confident about the, that same direction. Yeah, I mean, we're, we think at the cell level, probably we can uh, do better than $100 per kilowatt hour maybe later this year. Uh, what? Depending upon what, on commodity prices. If commodity prices are roughly where they are today, then we'll probably do better than $100 kilowatt hour at the cell level. Um, and then... Uh, with further improvements to the cell chemistry and the production process um, uh, and more vertical integration on the cell side, uh, for example, integrating the uh, production of, of cathode and nanomaterials at the Gigafactory um, and then um, an improved design of the module and pack, um, we, we think long-term we can, we can uh, get below $100 a kilowatt hour at the pack level, Whoa, which is what? really the key figure of merit for a, a car. Uh, but long term meaning definitely less than two years. What? Uh, that says a long term. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, anything? I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. We, we, we think we think we've come up with some pretty cool breakthroughs on this front um, on the energy density and, and cost of the of the battery pack. And um, yeah, I think it, it's going to be pretty pretty great. So that would mean that the power pack cost for the Model 3 at 72 kilowatts is $7,200. Yeah, which makes a $35,000 car profitable and, from what I've read, would also make a compact Tesla electric car profitable. Like a 35... Or less. Twenty thousand battery. Right. Well, I mean, I guess it's, it's sort of... Then it depends on what we're talking about in terms of like... How compact, you know, what kind of range? Like, right. is 150 miles? Like, what? Again, we go back to this conversation that we've probably had since day one. What is the real range number for mm-hmm. Mel? It's 800,000 miles. <laughs> of range the miles. Yes, yes, yes. I honestly, after driving a car since January with about, you know, not three, only 310 for the trip charging for about 250, like I said, even with a charger at home and at work, I plug in every couple of weeks. Wow, that's amazing. This is a stunning number that they say that they can get to in less than two years. Because yeah. every academic and every paper that you read on this is that 100 is sort of the magic number where really the fossil fuel industry is in 
serious, serious trouble if they can do that. I thought this was 10 years away. Right. They're talking two years away. And then after that, if they continue and then they have multiple gigafactories, as long as commodity prices are okay, although they think they can fix it because they're going to change some of the chemistry. Right. That's what I was going to say. They get this to $50 per kilowatt they've hour. Already got game the, over. They've already got the cobalt in the anode way down to something like 2 point something or 3%, which is really low. And they're planning on eliminating it completely, completely. meaning that the Democratic... Uh, Republic of Congo don't have to no send longer, small children down right, holes. Exactly, no longer have to deal with that enormous social quagmire. So this is really, really stunning. Um, I think it's fantastic news. And he spoke a lot about the fact that uh, increased range is coming because once you get the price down like that, and you go to Amel Herbert, for example, and say, "Well, for five grand, you want another two hundred miles range?" You'd be like, "Oh yeah, slap that puppy on there." Yeah, yeah. I want that. So. This and is because really they news. can do battery swaps on some cars, we don't know, on the three, probably not. And he's been right, talking about designed. that the the Semi and the Roadster are going to have way better specs than they released right. in terms of performance and in terms of range. So I think that what he's saying there is that they've got a few tricks up their sleeve. He can't talk too much about um, because oh. the lawyers have been all over them. He talked enough to get me excited. That brings up a question. Robert? Yes. Do you still have your Roadster deposit? I don't. Oh. And now, because that's okay, because, you know, the Roadster that I got to ride in uh-huh. on the night that we were at the truck reveal, in which I crushed my testicles <laughs> that was so fast it caught people's, you know, AFib going, that's only the base model. Okay. And I want the premier... Uh, Founders Edition that has the SpaceX rocket package. Oh my gosh! Installed. Now, see, this is when I love the guy. This is really great, and then he starts talking about putting actual rocket launches on. I'm like, what is the CO2 requirement of that thing? No, it's it's compressed gas. They're gonna they're gonna eliminate the back seat. Okay. They're gonna put a one of these carbon fiber vessels that holds compressed air. The air gets compressed when you're driving around at regular speeds. Yes. It's going to suck a little battery energy. Okay. And then this thing's going to hold a huge amount of PSI, which hopefully it doesn't explode behind you. And hopefully there's going to be like these jets around the car, which will help you to corner better. So it'll like give you a spout of a compressed air to help you push through a turn or slow down more quickly or take off more quickly. It's the first show, Robert. Why do you have to make me so angry? <laughs> it's oh. so, I don't know they, whether to be angry or excited. We're going to crash through a middle school or I'm we're going to stop. Put up a billboard that says oh Robert 3177 because I want that are car. You, are we going to hear this? Like, okay, you're driving down the road and you're perfectly quiet roadster and it starts to, the compressor runs and it's like, <laughs> what the hell is that noise? I hope it's not a loud nope. compressor. Uh, at what point is the acceleration of the car so much that you need to have a G suit? I mean, you just, right, this right. is going to be crazy. I want it to have air jets in the front to stop it. <laughs> like, mostly I want it because it just looks so fine. Well, that is true. I've always yeah. wanted a rocket car. Can um, we talk about solar roof for a oh, second? Please. You know, back in the day, I had a studio. Uh-huh. We're in it right now. That's back in and, the day, uh, that is now. And I've 
by the way, we've got the solar panels up. They're beautiful. They're cranking out. They're a 13-kilowatt system. We're doing about 11-kilowatt peak. We do about uh, 75-kilowatt hours a day. Loving it. A lot of excess. So please, boys, come over anytime. Plug in your Teslas. I'm making a lot of solar energy. Is that where's the charger thing? <laughs> it's it's uh, over the back uh, this there. This is right by. This is on the way. Yeah, it's on the way home. You can just plug in. <laughs> come in here. I get some free juice, but, just, no, but no power walls yet? No power walls yet. We're going to get to that. Okay. But the solar roof, I said, well, I just got to put up solar panels because I don't think the solar roof's going to be out for a while. Mm-hmm. Well, it's been quite a while since the reveal event that we did a little show I mean, for. he's announced a lot of things since then. A lot. Uh, solar roof, still not a lot out there. Here's what he said. We have our first, uh, really, we actually have a bunch of, of um, non-Tesla employee solar roof customers. A bunch. Um, Three. And uh, the response has been very positive. That that whole roof is solar, and it just looks normal. In fact, it looks better than the roof that was there. So, so he's showing a picture of a beautiful um, roof. I have, and I have it on, um, uh, on, on on a house that I, I bought the, the little house across the road that used to be owned by Gina Wilder. It's sort of like a Willy Wonka house. Coolest little, thing ever. I, I was like little trying to figure house. out how to have that go go solar without uh, kind of ruining the ruining the. Gene Wilder aesthetic, which is I really like actually. So, but I was able to, to put these on on the on the on Gene Wilder's old house, and it, it still looks it look like it still has the same character, which is great. Um, and um, it, it's it's we're spending a lot of time just validating the, the solar roof because that they need to last at least thirty years, ideally longer. Um, and uh, there's only so much accelerated. Accelerated, accelerated life testing that you can do on a roof. So um, before we can deploy it to a, lo- a large number of, of uh, houses, we need to make sure that, it's, that all elements of the roof are going to last for uh, at least three decades, and ideally sort of half a century or more. Uh, but but th- this, this is going to be a very big product. Um, so it's, and, and, and it's also going to grow exponentially. It's, um, yeah. Um, and I think you, you, you kind of want to have a thing where, if you look around the neighborhood, adding solar actually made the neighbor, neighbor improve the aesthetics and feel of a neighborhood. I think that's a really big deal. Uh, can I just say this about uh, the solar roof? That's great. Hurry the up. Uh, it's great. Love it. Uh, could we hurry up? Why is it taking so long? Gigafactory 2, Buffalo, New York. What are you doing? Hello, is this thing on? What's it most important to deliver? Solar roof? On every roof or power walls on every house with normal solar. Like you said, you're producing with standard, regular, lovely solar Uh way more than you could ever need. Uh, It's called a f*** ton. That's two (laughs) times now. Two times? I'm making a f- ton of energy oh, up in that's here. another time. And I need a place to store it. And so let me tell you about quickly, very quickly as you an aside. You can store it in my car. I mean, I'll make that yeah, happen. Yeah, you can come you. over and store it. I'm, st- I'm bringing my car. I'm storing it. But uh, I've got three power walls ordered. Mm-hmm. It's been six months. For this house? For this house and for my house. Three each? Three each. A lot of money. <laughs> Yeah, that's a lot of money. And uh, I just want my free one. It's not happening anytime soon. They, <laughs> they come out and they like do all this thing. And you think something's happening, and then there's like months and months go by. They can't make them fast enough. But imagine when these are so cheap that everybody wants one. How is that will still what's happening? 
Well, how is that still what's happening? They can't make them fast they enough. They can't well, make them fast enough because Puerto Rico has ago? all of them. Part of the problem Australia has them all. is Australia. Uh, Model 3 is, has them all. Australia is getting 50,000 power walls or more. At least 50,000 homes are getting power walls in that, Australia. Does, is in, that because there was a group buy? I mean, what the hell? No, did they did mean? a deal with the with one of the local utilities where they were going to put power walls on 50,000 houses and create the largest distributed power storage system. They all talk to each other. They all utilize what the like the, the power flows back and forth based on the utilities program. The democratization of power. Yes. And I predicted how long ago? Um, uh, minutes. At least a year and a half ago. <laughs> That's right. Let's talk about money. You know, the big problem we talked about short sellers, uh, Tesla's got no money. Mm-hmm. Uh, all this good news. Is there any good news on the money? Um, we are we are not far from Q3. And um, I'm, I have to, uh, my CFO and general counsel, like, yeah, you have to watch what words you uh, use. We could all go to jail if you screw this but, up, Elon. Don't say anything um, stupid. But I, I think, you know, we it's really looking like we are going to have positive gap net income next quarter and as well as positive cash flow in Q3 and Q4. Um, and we, uh, as I've said before, uh, have, do not expect to need to raise any incremental debt or equity. I listened to this with a couple of folks who actually know how the stock market works. Who know and they what said gap that is? He could be taken to jail for that. <laughs> <laughs> You're not supposed to do that. Uh, what specifically? Like he's giving these forward projections that, you know, if he doesn't come through with it, he's in big trouble. Yeah, I, that's what I found. I had a friend who's a financial analyst said the same thing. He did the right thing in the first part, which I can't say too much because right. if I screw this up, I go to jail. And then he said some stuff where like, no, no, don't project like that. Stop. No. The good news is that he thinks the cash isn't going to be a problem. Uh, that's great. But I want to move on to the next thing because I don't know about the uh, financial markets. I don't know about money. Hmm. Uh, but I <laughs> do know. spend it. I know how to spend it on Teslas. Actually, I know how to get the bank to get me Teslas so that I can pay them back money. It's a whole thing. Uh, but I did want to talk about uh, the Model Y and the Roadster. Because you know what I want? Why? I want a Y. Why? I want a Y. How do you know? Because. You wanted a three. You don't drive it. I don't believe you. I'm going to continue to say it. I don't believe you. I think I'm going to call. <clears throat> you don't know what you want. I've always wanted a Y. If you go back in time. I've always wanted a Y. I wanted the X that's smaller with no falcon wind doors. Oh, my God. And that's the Y, I hope. Let's talk about Model Y and Roadster now. Um, yeah, we've got some exciting products in the works. The, the Model Y is really going to be something super special. Thank you. Um, we're aiming to unveil the Model Y uh, approximately March next year. Upsetting. And then go into production um, about never of next year, two, maybe around two years from now, <laughs> maybe a little less than two years, but basically, um, first half of 2020 never for production model one, uh, something similar for semi and, and roadster. Um, so these, these products are shaping up. I think they were semi and roadster are actually going to be even better than what was unveiled. Um, we've figured out ways to, to improve the, uh, the range. Thank uh, you. 
and overall functionality You're of welcome. the semi uh, in particular. The Roadster, we, what I unveiled with the Roadster was the base model performance. Thank you. Um, that's, um, it's it's going to have a SpaceX option package. Fifty thousand deposit. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, like, what's that checkbox going to have uh, next to it? I think that it's important for us to show with the Roadster Thomas that an electric vehicle can outperform uh, an, a, a gasoline car in, in every way. So that because gasoline cars still have sort of a halo effect, um, and I think if we can show an electric car can outperform gasoline car in every way, then um, we sort of get rid of that halo effect of gasoline cars. That's already happened, um, and um, and I think that's. Mm quite a powerful thing perceptually for the for the general public uh, what what <sighs> car so what car is outperforming my model three right now what car well like a ferrari testarossa what a for what reasonable a Lamborghini. Car. <laughs> yeah but this, this is exactly what he's talking about range is sort of it's the whole thing like there's a lot of cars gas cars that have 400 mile an hour 400 so 400 you're mile saying range. The, the, the key whole thing. to the Roadster is the 700-mile range? No. That's the key to it. the Roadster is that it will blow, blow, without any question, on any day, at any condition, the doors off every other supercar made. And for the 11 people alive <laughs> who freaking care and no, who that matters there's to. There's millions who care. Not guys oh necessarily who can afford them, but the guys who drool over road and track and motor trend exactly. and That's the go halo. to car shows. He understands the halo and I totally get it. Once you have a roadster that gets 700 miles and is faster than any car that by physics that you can make in a gas version, then everybody goes, well, you know what? Tesla is just the why best car. Go I to just Ferrari. want a Tesla. Why buy Not a Ferrari? Not that Tesla. They oh, can't you know what? I'm going to tell you why to buy a Ferrari right now. Tell me. I freaking love Ferraris. Yes. I love them. At this car show, 1967 Super America that thing is gorgeous. Brand new Ferraris all over the place. They're beautiful. They smell. Des- they are designed they make better noise. than Tesla. They look better. What? They Have bl- you looked at the Roadster? Yeah, I was with you. Yes. <laughs> it's a gorgeous yeah. car. It's not as gorgeous as those cars. There's no way. So yeah. no he way. said... I, I love... The electric version, don't get me wrong, and I'm not buying a Ferrari anytime soon, but from a pure design element, unless he's going to get those Pinaferina guys over there to make some some noise on the Roadster. It's going to be fun. You know, there's all these drag time videos of you right. know Teslas dragging these yeah. ridiculously hyped up cars and that no, just, just blows them away. Guy. One day soon, the Roadster is going to come out and the upgraded Roadster version, and it is simply just not going to be a competition. They are not going to be able to build a gas car that can compete over a quarter mile. It's just not going to happen. And then what? And then what does that mean? So all that, that just mean? means that the rev heads are going to go, I've always wanted the fastest car. I'm going to get an electric It's car. going to flip. It's just going to flip the market because how has it been for me? I've been like pining for an electric, all-electric car for 12 years. That's when I started. 12 uh-huh. years ago, I started pining for I was like, I bought my first Prius. I talked to this guy, Felix. I wanted to have him help me convert it to all electric. And it was a piece of shit. The converted Prius, whatever, the middle Prius model before they had the plug-in. You'd convert it and you could go 35 miles. And it was like just 
crap. And I thought, wow, you know, wouldn't it be nice if my car could be at least as good as my friend's, I don't know, uh, Chevy Malibu? It's already as good as that. And now we have electric cars Mm -hmm. that are better than their counterparts. Mm -hmm. They need to be filled up more often. Sure. They're a little harder to insure. Sure. They're a little harder to fix. Sure. But it's changing. And when that flips and everybody who goes out to buy a Lamborghini, a Bentley, any one of these like 200 plus thousand dollar cars goes and buys it and thinks in the back of their mind, well, you know, I'm going to have to pay a lot for service. I'm going to have to give money to companies that are outside of America if they're like thinking about that. And I'm going to have to buy a car that's not as fast. What I mean, like you're, you're having to give up to buy a gas car. That's what he is shooting for. Brand effect comes down. You have the fastest, best, longest range. Brand effect comes down. Uh, Let's talk about recycling. You want to talk about recycling? I don't know where we've gone. Because I think a lot of us have had this question. It's like, what do they do with all the old ones? Do they just chuck them in the in the, the dumpster? In the ocean. At the back, like they do with an ice car? Kill the fish. Here's some nice information. Yeah, we've, we've talked about this a few times, but Tesla will absolutely recycle, and we do recycle all of our spent cells, modules, and battery packs. So, you know, the discussion about, you know, this, this waste is sort of ending up in landfills is not correct. You know, we, we, we would not do that. These are valuable materials, um, in addition to it's just the right thing to do. So, so we have current uh, partner companies on every major continent where we have, you know, uh, cars operating that we work with uh, to, to do this today. And in addition, we're developing internally uh, more, you know, processes. We're doing R&D on how we can, you know, improve this recycling process to get more of the active materials back. And ultimately, what we want is a closed loop right at the gigafactories that reuses the same recycled materials. You know, this isn't impossible. We, we see a pathway to do it. But, uh, you know, that, that's where we're headed with this. And, you know, today, the... You know, it, we're on the way to do that. It, it's definitely a, something that will be a huge benefit in the long term to cost as we're able to reprocess more materials instead of actually having to mine new materials. And eventually those batteries will probably end up in, the, uh, in, in like some form of more inexpensive power wall kind of situation, maybe, right? Maybe, or maybe they'll just be able to suck all the lithium and cobalt out and just magically put them back put through them back the in. machine. Well, back when I toured the Gigafactory, they said they were planning to be able to completely strip the materials apart. Pull out the aluminum, pull out the cobalt or the lithium, whatever parts, and re-inject them into the assembly line and use it up again. Because they don't actually change. There may be some corrosion that goes on in the gel between the layers of the, the aluminum that's wrapped around to make the, ba- the battery. But they get rid of that. They wash that away. And they reuse the metals. Yeah, it's not like the cobalt turns into plutonium or anything like that. It's Correct. Like if you can so get eventually it back out, you can they'll use... reach kind of a like a maximum fever pitch, and if they can keep bringing in, they may never have to mine this stuff ever that again. Is, that is the whole concept yeah. behind renewability when it comes to these metals as well. We think about it in terms of like the sun, but yeah, you get to the point if you can do this efficiently. Apple and other people are working on this as well, of course, because there's a lot of other batteries and phones and stuff. If you can get to that point, then less children going down dark mines. I wonder if uh, fossil fuel, big fuel, 
let's call them big fuel. I wonder if they're working on a way to like well, they've got get a plan the too. Gas back. Yeah, what they're going to do is they're mm. going to get these forests and dinosaurs <laughs> and stuff, and they're going to grow them over millions of years, and the sunlight's going to come down and it's going to energize all these chemical bonds. And then there's going to be an extinction event, and they're all going to go on the ground. They're going to lie in the ground for a few million years, and they're uh-huh. going to turn into this oily substance. And uh-huh. then it's a long that's a long play you've got to yeah, invest geologic time. and I didn't even long think term. American energy companies really thought like over the next quarter but you seem like they've got like a 40 million year plan oh yeah they're in the, the hundreds of millions of years they're really like <laughs> knocking this out of the park let's talk about the cost of repairs the cost of repairs for Tesla's has been quite high there have been lots of repairs what are we going to do for that oh especially Body repairs. Body repairs. Huge problem. We've had people who have written to us saying, you know, I did a little ding in my Model S and it took three weeks to get it back. took six months to get it back in one person's case. We've got some good news on the horizon. That's the part of the world that's flat over there. In terms of repairability of Model 3, including insurance costs, um, we're working with the with insurance companies um, and on some internal activities. Uh, but we're really confident of getting the the, the, the cost of insurance for Model 3 to be at least 20 to 30% uh, lower than, say, a BMW 3 Series or equivalent but mid-size sedans. Boom, so boom. Um, the, the safety is definitely better, um, and then we're, um, we're working on the, the, the repair costs. Uh, we made a lot of progress on that front. But the bottom line is that the, um, the, the insurance cost, total cost, cost of ownership of the Model 3 should be significantly better than any other mid-priced uh, premium sedan. Uh, we're rapidly expanding service centers. Uh, I think by the end of the kind of year over year, we'll probably see a doubling of service center capacity for, um, for Tesla. And um, we're making major progress on the body shop front. Um, we're also, uh, it was quite a, quite a big deal, we're, we're creating Tesla uh, body shop repair uh, locations, um, and we should have by the end of this month uh, uh, the at least the top ten um, metro areas in the U.S. Uh, being able to be serviced by a Tesla uh, body shop. Los Angeles. Um, th- this will be a dramatic improvement in the cost and time of body repair. Um, in fact, we think we might be able to do for a lot of them. Like same day body repair, same day, uh, which is yeah. Um, it's definitely possible. So I think I think we, we want to aim for at least some number of We're body repairs it, to be same possible. day. Whereas if we go to third parties, best case it's about a week, and some cases it's several weeks. Um, so this is as in it's pretty exciting actually. Um, we're basically just taking our biggest service centers, adding in an annex uh, for body repair and. Um, and then pre-stocking uh, the, the parts so you don't have to wait for parts to come from the factory. So this is actually big. This is huge. This is large. This is bunt cakey, and this is important. Indeed. Because just a little ding in your Model S, your X, your 3 has been a big deal. Because of the aluminum, because of the difficulty, it's been a real problem. So if this is true, and I know Tom wants to lose his lunch here, but if this is true, it's actually it's a big deal. But he's talking about the 10 big areas. So we're talking about, you know, Los Angeles, San Francisco, these kind of places. But still, if you're in nowhere, Texas, you're not going to be able to just drive your Model 3 into the the panel beaters, as they call them in Australia, and get your car fixed in two minutes. But at least it's a start, Tom. Does that make you a little happy, or are you just an angry young man? I'm not an angry young man. I think it's fine. I'm just saying, okay, so this is what happened. I had my car parked at work. 
Oh no, not another one of these stories. No, it's it's I, fun. I don't know what the what you're talking well, about. Crushed Tom's cot was the first. No, no, no. I got, I got, I my my Model Three was parked in front of my uh, my office, and uh, all of a sudden there was a knock at the door, Ooh. and a lovely lady mm-hmm. who opened her door very slightly mm-hmm. and and hit my car and maybe put a ding a dent the size of a quarter, maybe smaller. Like the actual dent, like the whole in the circumference, of your door. right at like you know where that seam is, yeah. right under the handle of the Model Three. So there's mm. the Model Three handle, and then there's that little seam. It was right on that seam, and she was lovely because she sought me out. She she That's the, very she nice asked person. somebody like whose car that was, and she's like, I think I may have opened my car on you, and she was like, Is it? And I was like, All right, let's just exchange insurance information and she was mm-hmm. like well maybe we don't have to go through insurance just a little ding it might just be a little bit i'm like okay no problem like those guys who just come out and suck the ding right out right. Your door it, for... I'll, I'll go get an estimate yeah. and then we can figure it out she yeah. gave me her name she gave me her phone number and then i got an estimate and that estimate for that work was it was going to be five days it's that a, they were going to keep my car a quarter, which is a so centimeter or two Little ding. I mean, it's like two this is America, so it's like a little more than a half inch yeah. or okay. whatever. It's tiny centimeters. What the hell is he talking well, I was about? To do no one the, knows what he's talking I was trying about. To talk to the international <laughs> audience. It's Anyways, small. and do you want to guess what the estimate was? Well, first of all, five days. Yeah, you know, because they got because okay. So let me explain to you the scope of the work because it was so close to the to the other door and it's white pearl finish, right? It's not a matte black or a black finish. Mm-hmm. It was a pearlized finish. He said that they had to kind of feather the paint across both doors to kind of make it a little even. Hmm. I'm just telling you what he told me. Oh, I'm yeah, not saying right. whether oh, it's yeah, true yeah. or not. And educate then, us. Educate so us. So they had to take the panel off, right? They got to remove God. the panel. They got to go in there. They got to make sure, you know, and, and they take it off and they, they rub it out. They they bondo it or they tap it out in the aluminum, whatever they do, uh, you know, magical things. Yeah. Dent slammers or whatever you call them. I don't I don't know that terminology because I'm I said from... five days. Here we go. Here we go. Five days. And I'm thinking it's going to be uh, carry the six as it's got uh, overhead. In your $1,000 just for that tiny ding is going to be $1,000. That is too low. Incorrect. Robert? Yeah, paint. There's a little bit of a jar $1, of paint. $1,500. That is accurate. Fifteen hundred dollars in five days for a ding that small. All I want to know is what did this poor woman say to you? She said, "So that's a lot. You should probably call my insurance agent." (laughs) And so we went through the insurance agent and that whole process. I had to drive my car to the place, drop it off. The insurance agent had to come look at it. Blah, bitty blah, bitty blah. And they fixed it. It was the same company that fixed the little ding in the front quarter panel when I got my car delivered. Right. So the same. this is the thing that Elon wants to fix with his body shop stuff. It's too long. It's too expensive. But the moral of this story is when you open your door and you ding somebody's Model 3, drive away. Do not go and find them. <laughs> no, no, it's no. going to be expensive. Be a, be a good person. Wow. But the thing about it is I don't know. I have no reference point. Right. Is that a lot? Is that because this is a body yeah, shop? A you know this this body shop. You've had work done at this body shop. It's basically the Tesla right. body West shop. It, well, they have a, a Valley branch, but oh, okay. you know the body shop, yeah. right? No, they're good people. A- and they're, they do good work, yeah. and they're really busy. Apparently, right? five days. But that's the thing. Like, I don't know if a door ding on my Mercedes also cost me $1,500. Like, I don't have a point of reference. <sighs> the only on reference that. I have is a story that I can tell you right now. Oh, great. When I first got my Model S 
four years ago? I was going to a movie. Yeah. And I what came movie? out of, uh, Something terrible. I'm something sure. horrible. Absolutely terrible. <laughs> a and, zombie movie. Uh, I was pulling the car up and there was a beautiful Mercedes sort of SUV there. And I left the movie and I was, I, I don't I crashed into the front of it. Okay. I don't know what I did. It like was a big car. A the big S, crash, a little crash. Just a little ding and it scraped some paint and stuff. And you know what I did? Because I'm a moral person. I drove away. <laughs> oh, my God. And then oh. about half a mile down the road, like, what am I doing? What kind of a person I am? So I drove back and I wrote a note and I put it on the car. And then the gentleman called me a couple of hours later and said, thank you very much for being, you know, a nice person and doing the right thing. I'm like, dude, you have no idea how close I was to not doing the right thing. I didn't want to deal with this. Uh, that same scenario, I'm like, don't call insurance. It's going to bump my insurance and stuff. Just send me the bill. That was $980 for basically a scrape on the sort of the front of the car. So maybe that's not an- The front of his car? Yeah. Just a little paint off the front of the car. And what was the repair on your car? Oh, let me guess. It's not repaired. Uh, Guess what? I didn't repair (sighs) it because little dings, you don't repair those because you're a man, Tom. I had to. It was literally (laughs) like- on the passenger door right yeah. under the handle. You yeah. know what you do? You don't repair that because you're a man, and men don't repair small dings. Robert, would you like to come to my uh, defense here? I would I'm going to take it. a beautiful automobile yes. that's brand new that mm-hmm. I've got a lot of payments left on and just have a little ding on it for the rest of its life. Have well, you, you know, seen my car? As it is in the Tesla world, if you would have only waited about six months, you could have taken it to the Tesla service center and they would have fixed it for a lot less money. <laughs> I don't know that. You well, he said know. He said he's, they're going to make it much cheaper. Oh, you know what else he said? I'm going to deliver 5,000 cars by eight months ago. You know what else he said? That the, the, the solar roof is going to be there. He also said that it was an amazing stretch that they would even deliver one car by uh, 11 months ago. Uh-huh. You know what he also said? They're going to have a $35,000 car. Yes. There will be, we will definitely offer a $35,000 version of the Model 3. Um, and uh, it's, I think probably at the end of this year is when we should be able to make the smaller battery pack. Sure. Um, and, um, and then get into um, kind of volume production of 35K version in Q1 next year. Uh, so that's uh, definitely, we will definitely honor that obligation. And we would do so right now if, if it was physically possible. Um, we will definitely honor that obligation. Could a guy seem less interested in <laughs> delivering that car? I mean, do you people well, not listen to what this man is saying ever? Well, because at this moment, wow. delivering those cars would wipe out his profit margin. You passed that sentence out very well. We will definitely do the effing thing I said we'd do. We will Stupid definitely me. honor that obligation. Yeah. I don't want to make these cars anymore. I don't know if you guys noticed, but I made a dual drive and an air suspension drive, even though I think at one point I said I wasn't going to put air suspension on and this And I car. designed a Roadster that has rockets on it. Right. Do you think I'm not upset that I didn't For get a car with air suspension? Do you think I'm not upset I couldn't spend $85,000 on a Model 3 uh, when I could go out right now and buy a lovely used Model Model SP85, 45,000 miles for $46,000. It's upsetting. Now, is this going to happen on time? Robert has a quote that he just shared with us. what time? Elon time? Elon time. Next year, in volume, there's going to be trillions of these coming off the line in about six months or so. But there's one problem. Quote, I do have an issue with time. End quote. 
Uh, that would be Elon Musk. Now, we've been talking about... But uh, you know what he said further on that? That was later in the call. I don't know what time is. He said uh, his brother would actually lie to him about when the school bus yes. would be coming to pick them up. And he would tell them that the school bus would be picking them up quite a bit earlier so that when Elon actually showed up for the school bus, that he was right on time. Uh that's a pretty funny story. This has been a chronic problem for the Elon. It's going to be out uh, in six months. I'll tell uh, you two this. Years. We have the same problem. We say, oh, we're just going to put a little show together. We're going to have a short show. We're not going to talk for two hours. We're not going to do any of that <laughs> do that. It's going to be a half hour. Hey, it's going to be quick. We're going to do it once a month. It's going to be all good. Right? We have turned into Elon. We e- are Elon. <laughs> We are Elon. We are Loose John. It's like Devo. We are Elon. Remember that song? We are Devo. Nothing. I wish you could see Tom's little <laughs> heads moving. It's just terrible. Like a Let's talk T-Rex. about autopilot improvements. Now, here's another thing that Elon said that would happen. Remember, back in the day, Elon said that autopilot would turn into fully autonomous driving. It would take five minutes. Well, it's been years. Remember how last year, remember how last year and the year before that, he said they were going to drive cross-country? It Has was anybody heard anything? 18 months ago. Anything about driving across cross-country? You've heard Guess what? Nothing, because nothing has been said. Let's hear about what Elon has to say about autopilot improvements. I bet he said it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> See, uh, yeah, we're going to, um, in, in hopefully next month, offer a free trial for people to try out autopilot and see how well it works. He can barely um, say We're it. also uh, making rapid progress, ra- rapid progress on autopilot technology. Rapid. So the there's a a new version of autopilot that's rolling out i think this week it's out uh, which i think um, i think is quite a significant improvement and i think thinks the, it's a significant what, improvement what you'll see is that the uh, reliability and capability of autopilot uh, will increase exponentially over the next uh, 6 to 12 months it's really the, the the improvements are very very rapid how about if i can just get my car to get hooked up to wi-fi in my driveway <laughs> So, uh, oh, I've got a lot to say, but um, <laughs> autopilot improvements, we need them. Uh-huh. They, they sort of sped up for a little while, and mm-hmm. I've got good. It seems like the last one I got took it back a bit. It seems like it went from the 17-year-old not a bad driver to a 16-year-old drunken driver again. The latest autopilot improvement seems to mostly be... What? Don't take your effing hands off the steering wheel That's every three true. minutes. Although... Uh, Every 30 seconds, I should say. It has turned into a bit of a nag. Yes. Well, that's interesting because I wonder if that's the S update because I will say the three autopilot update, which, okay, again, I I drive autopilot. If I'm in LA traffic, if I'm driving downtown and I'm in bumper-to-bumper traffic, I'm in autopilot. And that thing works amazing. I still pay attention. I still keep my hands on the wheel, but it is a lot different. And recently at... At full highway speeds, what I what I have personally noticed the most improvement in is the lane changing, the smoothness of yes. the lane changing from 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 before where it would kind of sometimes not want to change lanes even if there was a car there to now it feels like a nice smooth transition into lane changing. It doesn't do that like braking and lane changing and jerkiness like it. But I, it- doesn't notice the cars behind you very well. Because, and I wanted to bring that up, it still looks like it just has 
just a couple of cameras on yeah. the front and maybe a side. They haven't said how many cameras are turned on. They haven't said when the other eight cameras are going to get turned on. No, they, they haven't talked about any of that. The upgraded processing. What is happening? I want to hear more about this. Yeah. They say it's going to get better. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. But this is absolutely I on think it's Elon still time. just forward-facing cameras. Yeah, and it might be just the two. But if you know this, three. on the three, up until the last update, you only saw the car in your lane mm-hmm. on Correct. the up on the heads up. That's not a heads up on the side heads up display. <laughs> on the sides up display. The sides up display, right. and now you can see all of those cars. And I think that has helped it with the lane changing. Although yes. there's this one spot in Warner Center, I yeah. turn the corner. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of a little bit of an S curve, and I go like thirty. If I'm going thirty five, forty miles an hour, as I kind of make that turn back to the right, there's cars parked, and I get the. Like right, warning, like you. I'm about to go into that. And I'm not in that line to hit that parked car. But it sees it. But it sees it and it starts to like panic. You're about to kill me, man. Well, I'll tell you, this last weekend, I worked like four shifts in a row, mm-hmm. went home each night, two in the morning from Oxnard to Santa Monica. And I set the car to autopilot in Oxnard. I kept in the number two lane the entire way. I transitioned from the 101 freeway to the 405 by just doing lane change. So I changed lanes from the number two lane all the way to the right. It regulated the speed and went around the transition from the 101 to the 405. It had not done this before unless I really slowed it down. This time, I didn't have to modulate the speed at all. So it adjusted its own speed and it did the same thing going from the 405 south Onto the Santa Monica Freeway West. That's a tough interchange, too, because yes. it's really a hard right at the yes. top of it. And so I was able to do entire trip, like 50 or so miles, on autopilot. That, I thought, was an amazing advancement that gave me a glimpse into the future of what it would be like to have full autopilot. Yeah. So I you know, like to pull the piss out of Elon with uh, his timelines. Uh, but I do understand this exponential improvements, and I, I do believe that it's happening. It's happening at a timeline slower than he's saying. But I think we are going to see with this massive number of new cars, this data, this machine learning, I do see the possibility of rapidly improving autopilot. But I've got to tell you right now, it's as good as version 1.0, uh, Mobileye. Hmm. It's as good as that. I don't think it's much better yet. Yeah. I'm hoping that it will get much better faster. But I'm really fascinated by the fact that nobody's asking and he's not talking about the cross-country drive. What happened to that puppy? Yeah. It's June. Well, the problem what is happened? you also need to have those snaky bots to charge the car because he said you wouldn't have to get out of the car. You wouldn't have to touch okay, we'll anything. We'll forgive him if he doesn't do that part of right. it. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right? We'll ask a human to plug in. But you're right. They yeah. did talk about snaky buttocks. Yeah. Was going to do... No, a sneaky bot. Oh, sorry, my bad. Uh, That was going to happen as well. So that's not happening. And I thought it was really interesting that he doubled down, or maybe now this is the fourth time, so he's quadrupled down, on the fact that LIDAR is a crutch. Oh, yeah. He did talk about that. I didn't get the audio. And he he says, if you really rely on it, you are never going to get to self-driving. Which, this is what Cruise, what GM Chevy is doing. Waymo. 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 Google. Right. And he says that uh, he is fully dedicated. Well, I, I'm saying he's fully dedicated to the vision idea for autonomous driving. And that is pretty impressive, though. Somebody did ask him in the audience about the Tesla autonomous fleet. And I think it was a guy from 
uh, test loop because he said he, he was thinking of buying like a whole slew of Model 3s, but he didn't want to do that if within two years Tesla goes and creates this autonomous driving network because it would put him out of business. But they want to create that autonomous driving network with those cars. Well, at they want to do some version of that. At least initially, that's what he said, right? That you could put – I could put my car in that – Model 3 network. So but they know. might still need to have a driver sit behind the wheel if it's only level 4 and not fully level 5. Right, but I don't think that's not that's not the plan for the, the Tesla network. True. At least the original plan for the Tesla network wasn't for it to be wholly owned by Tesla. No, it like was I you could, and I can send right. our cars I think the eventually thing. if they have a situation where they have excess capacity and this is a uh, you know, let's just call it a revenue stream because that's what it would be. Then it makes a lot of sense, but you never know, right? And that's that's the risk you take. I wouldn't want to go out and buy fifty Model Threes with the hopes that eventually Tesla wasn't going to put fifty in every neighborhood, right? And own them and operate them, right? Own Correct. and operate them because I and and also be able to power them with their own power, their own solar roofs, and their own power walls, right? Like, yep, like free energy. That is that is money making uh, situation. So in terms of autonomy, the other sort of uh, thing that he spoke about just as an aside about where this is going is when he was talking about Model Y mm-hmm. and there was a young lady there very worried about the fact that there was still non-vegan leather in oh, part of the car. don't get uh-huh. me started. He said, as an aside, well, with Model Y, we won't have any uh, animal products in the steering wheel. Right. Because we pr- might not have a steering wheel. So he's suggesting as an aside, as Elon does, because he's a great marketer, that maybe in two years, yeah. by the time they start this Model Y production, full autonomy will be here. It will need an exponential improvement in what we have right now. Very much. But uh, that was his sort of suggestion that that's how close he believes that they are. And I'm really interested in this LiDAR, non-LiDAR thing. And he said in the past, and let's just summarize, there's all these photons out in the world. Cameras capture all these photons. You're a human. What do you use? You use passive photons coming into your eyeballs. You're pretty good. Imagine how good you would be if you could have eyes in the back and the sides of your head and all around your car. And you could think about 10,000 times faster. But I can't see in fog. You can't see in fog, but what do you do? You slow down. and so. Or you put radar or on the front of your car. But the point is, if you just use the photons you and I use right now, and you put them all around the car, and you can process it, that's all you need to be way better than a human. Let's see what happens. It's based on physics. I'm already way better than a human. You're not better than a human. Look, uh, we're running out of time, ladies and gentlemen. That's not even possible, because this show has no clock. Well, the clock is wrong. But uh, we need to keep moving here. So uh, (laughs) anything else about uh, this particular shareholders meeting before we move on? Because we need to talk a little bit about SpaceX, a little bit about the Boring Company, and a little bit about supercharging. So anything else you want to highlight, Robert? I think this is, again, another one of those very precipitous points in Tesla's history. And I think that if they can actually pull off the 5000 a week and break through that barrier and the shorts, whoever they are, the gas companies, the other automakers, the financial people who are just betting the, the whole farm against Tesla will you know, either back off or be broken, then this is going to be amazing. And I'm just excited to be on the ride. Yeah, I mean, five thousand a week in one factory, like that's. Let's be honest, like that's not the long term goal. It's twenty five thousand a week in five fact, right? Like that's yeah, right. that's what it really. That's what we really, really want out of Tesla. I would like to spend my time again, just 
talking a little bit more about my experiences with the Model 3. Let's the, go to The that. Bluetooth, the getting in and out of the car. Because, again, I do this every single day, and there are times. So I use my phone almost exclusively to get in and out of the car. How good is that? It's it it works really well half of the time. <laughs> oh. right? like there are, the time there are a lot well. of times where I'll walk up to the car to open the trunk and it won't open. There are a lot of times I'll open the front door handle and it won't open and I'll have to open my phone, go to the Tesla app, push the unlock button and get in the car. Another so that's kind of irritating. I don't really understand why it works sometimes and why it doesn't work other times. It's confusing. It's not necessarily a problem with uh, Tesla. Bluetooth itself I find spectacularly annoying on for lots sure. of devices. It's the, it, it, is, it is problematic for it could be paired to multiple things. When you do pair it with the car there's like three different things that it's showing it's trying to pair with at the same time. So again, I'm not blaming Tesla, but that is it's, it's a quirk that I don't enjoy. Another part of it that I don't really enjoy is when I'm on the phone and I'm talking to somebody and I get in the car and I sit down and the car, the phone call attaches to the car yes. at a very, very low level. Hmm. Like you can't hear it. And I, like depending on how you've parked, maybe the steering wheel is sideways and it takes a second to kind of orient yourself to turn the call up and you can't hear whether or not it's connected or not connected. And sometimes that phone doesn't connect it. And then the other... There's Wait, a- okay, stop. I want to uh, okay. riff off that. Okay. I hate the fact that I walk past my effing car. I'm on the phone. I'm at the back of the house. Yes. I'm doing... And the car... Hijacks. The audio taken yeah. into the car. I'm yeah. like, no, no. I'm over here. I'm not in the car. Right. I wish it would flash an alert saying, do you want to take this in the car right now? No, I'm walking past the car. I'm going poopy pants. Problem right. with the S, problem with the 3. I think with the 3, I'd much rather it air in that way because that's how you get into the car, right? Like the S, that's not really the case. You have the fob Yet, in your pocket. although they've said that what they're right. going to do, and I like this, that they're going to bring this Bluetooth opening of the car to the S and the X, although it's not perfect, continue. Right. And then another, the, the last thing I'd like to mention, just in terms of like my day-to-day work with the car, is that I'll get... I'll be in the car. I'll be on the phone. I'll I'll park somewhere. I will uh, pick up my phone and go to either speaker or phone because I know I'm getting out of the car, right? Yes. So now I'm switching my transferring my phone to handheld. Yes. God forbid if I was trying to transfer it to a Bluetooth headset or something. Oh, I'll at this do that point. with my AirPods. Good luck. I don't know if that would work. So I would get I get out of the car and then I have to open the trunk or the back seat to get my bag or something out of it and it reconnects because I've opened a door to the thing and now I got to open my phone again. So those things, again, these are small, these are sniggly, but these are things that make it like less of an ideal experience because what you want from that experience is seamless. And I do understand that it's Bluetooth, but maybe they could figure out another way to do it via Wi-Fi. If the car had Wi-Fi, I don't know. That bugs me, and I wish they would fix that. I really like what you're saying here, Tom, because first of all, problems. First of all, like you've got the person in the back, and you've got to bury them. For because sure, just, first you, know, you got upset, and you, you right. know you did what but you But I did. think it's important for people to know what it's like to be in yes. the car. Yes, yeah. and I agree. I think that a lot of this is a problem with Bluetooth. I find Bluetooth and lots of people, um, we're not the only people, Bluetooth technology, 4.0, whatever, it's just not that great. I do wonder if Tesla will get to the point like this is a problem and the idea of Bluetooth and opening the car is great, but it doesn't work properly. It's stealing your headphones and doing all that stuff. Super annoying. And what is the reasoning 
that they haven't done this with the S and the X is because it doesn't work. Uh, And those people would be irritated. But I tell you what, I get so frustrated because the car's out the back. I got to get something out of my ass and I don't have my key. (laughs) And I'm like, (laughs) you got to get something out of your ass. It's it's like a play on words. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) And I wish my phone would just open up. Uh Here's why it's so frustrating. When it works, it's awesome. It's so great. Yeah. I walk to the car. It opens up. It takes over the phone at the right time. It mm-hmm. starts to play the music. It goes to my phone call. When it works, you're like, I'm living in the future. I'm yeah. a Jetson. Yeah. This is the best. Right. It's and when it doesn't work, I want to smash my phone against <laughs> this my is where, This is where the AI comes in to help figure out, like, what's your trajectory towards the car? Are you going in or out? Maybe it should ask you, Robert. Do you want to put the music in the car or keep it on your headphones? I, I, I mean, I like your idea of just like a little notification. Like, do you want to go in or you want to go out? Like, or, or when you unlink the phone from the car, it can't relink the audio to the phone call for 30 seconds or a minute or whatever that is, right? Like, I, I understand that. The other day I got in my car. My son was in his room. My car is about 20 feet from there. <laughs> yes. I, I could not figure out what it, why it wasn't working. Mm-hmm. It took me a second. It was linked to his phone. Yes. Ah. Was connected to it. It won't link to multiple phones at one time. Throw a second Bluetooth module in there. Something. That happens to me as well. My son's room is right near where we parked the Model 3. And it's annoying. He's like, I had to turn it off because I'm trying to go to bed, and the right. Model Three keeps opening up every time I like move my phone. Yeah, so so little tiny things like that are are just a little bit wonky, and that and that's fine. There are all kinds of wonky things about all kinds of cars, but again, I want to share that with you guys. The other thing, while we're riffing on the Model Three, let me uh, talk about the app. The app is really good. App does a lot of great things, but it is still. And I used to bitch about this two years ago. Why haven't they updated the app? Like, for example, the maps. So you want to find uh, where your car is and the state of charge, or you want to do a trip. I can't go to the app and say, I want to drive to San Francisco. Where am I going to have to charge up? I have to go to the car. I have to walk to the car and say, tell me about the trip. Or I have to go to a third-party app or a third-party website. Mm -hmm. Why can't I do that on the app? There's so much about the app that could be so much more powerful. Again, is there not enough programmers in the world, kids? When you grow up, you should become a programmer because there's clearly not enough programmers because there's so much of this stuff that is just not done. And it's got to be because there's not enough programmers. Yeah, there was a girl in the earnings call who asked. She got up and she asked Elon. She says, I've created an app. I forgot it was like Tesla Vacation or Tesla Cation or something mm-hmm. like that, where when you're driving, you can use like a sort of a badging program to show all the different superchargers that you've gone to. Mm-hmm. She goes, and it would be a fun thing. And then Elon just started talking about the Easter eggs, which is kind of old news. Right. Yeah. And she was just kind of whatever, cut off. And, and then he says, well, that's kind of interesting. Why don't you put in an application yeah. to work at Tesla? Nice. Yeah. yeah. So. Mel, why don't you put in an application to work at Tesla? And I don't know if you ran into this. This is the last thing I want to talk about in terms of the the, the car, right? It's the last one. uh, And we'll we'll have more, I'm sure. But like when when the car is delivered, instead of range in miles, it's set for percentage. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know this or how to change it. It took me a really long time to figure out how to get that to change to miles left. However. That's because the car is designed for people who are 35 and under. 
who are into percentages, who are, know how to operate menus. Into percentages? I still think in terms of miles, but that's just me. Right. But they're I mean, used I to their know, phones, which is a percent. Go on. I guess that's true, but I don't. But that doesn't matter to me because I'd, I'd rather my phone tell me how many minutes oh, look, I had I'd like left. to get ninety percent of the way to mm. San Francisco. Oh, right, sure. yeah, right, no like that. <laughs> right, that's not helpful. But however, if you in my car, I've switched it to miles. Right. If you if you navigate to somewhere, the little thing on the side tells you you'll have thirty one percent when you're round trip. True. Yeah. Right. Like I. I want, how many miles am I going to have left? Like, that is so unhelpful. Why aren't they the same? Why isn't right. it a universal Yeah, that's setting? interesting. I haven't thought about that. I do think in terms of what percent I'll have when I get there. That's very interesting. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we've gone very late, but let's uh, finish off a few quick things. Uh, Robert, do you want to tell us anything about SpaceX? You're Mr. Space Guy. You've got the beautiful T-shirt on. It says, Get Heavy, and there's lots of rockets coming out of your chest right now. Yeah, this is the new shirt that Teslarati made. I put it out on a tweet. It's pretty nice. It's actually really nicely made. What do you think, Tom? You I feel like it? it? Oh, Would you like oh, to touch it? Oh, he's touching him. Take that it's shirt off. It's nice a heavy. Soft. Did you bring Falcon Heavy shirts for the rest of us from Florida? Uh, no. Yeah. Oh, that's upsetting. Mm, that Go on. Upsetting. He's usually such a good gifter. Quick uh, things about SpaceX. Go. On. There's a launch coming up on the 29th at 240 our time here in the Los Angeles. At the Vandenberg. Yes. Well, no, this one is Florida because it's a crew resupply mission. Oh, you said it was in the Los Angeles. Did he not no, say, I say in the Los Angeles? No, I say 2.41 a.m. of the Los the, Angeles the time. time. At the time. That, that's considered Pacific time, not oh, Los Angeles Pacific time. Pacific uh, They're going to change that. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. It, it, to my knowledge, is the last non-Block 5 launch. Oh, the last non-Block 5 launch. Yeah, well, Block 5 is basically where you shove an enormous amount of energy into a rocket and hope it doesn't blow up. And it didn't. Go on. So that means that from now on, they're going to be recovering a lot of rockets. I wonder if they're going to have more ships because they're going to up their launch speed. Starlink is amazing, Yeah, Starlink is this uh, really cool thing that Elon is pushing full on through SpaceX. They're going to put up 4,200 satellites. It's going to be their biggest customer themselves. I don't. And they're building this generic satellite like backbone on which you, Tom, yeah, could put your own satellite like software and hardware within and they can launch it for you and do it much cheaper than everyone else. All right, that's cool. I'm I'm in. I I'm torn in this Starlink thing. Why yeah. are you torn? Cuz I like to go camping. Yeah. And okay. I like to be in the middle of nowhere. And one of the uh, things I love over. more than anything yeah. is that I am disconnected. Not mm-hmm. I don't I don't see it's a over. way in which I could not have Starlink yeah. if have it existed. It. Guess what? You're going to have internet everywhere. We have friends all over the world in Kenya and other places. This, to people who don't have good internet connectivity, changes everything. everything. Yeah. Yeah. They can get this Amazon Prime. is, the, I think, probably and the single YouTube. most important thing that they're doing. And it's probably potentially going to be the single most profitable thing that tesla does but you're right tom there'll be no backpacking in the sierras and going oh i can't get internet Uh, maybe i'll talk to my friend no you'll be on your phone plus teenagers all across the world instead of just in places with high-speed internet will be able to ignore their parents for 20 30 hours in a row on some kind of device well actually just to back it up to reality for one (laughs) moment uh elon made somebody asked him in the earnings call whether or 
not they're going to switch to Starlink to connect all of the cars versus the the Wi-Fi or the cellular data network. And mm-hmm. Elon said that the actual receiver for Starlink is about the size of a half pizza box. So it's kind of like a small briefcase. And he says there's no way they're planning on bolting that to okay. the roof of the yeah, cars. Yeah, but they'll have repeaters yeah. everywhere. First of all, yeah. first of all the first VCR was massive. Right. The first DVD player was ma- – I mean, right. it's big now. It's not going to stay big. So you're, you're saying you'll stick it on your RV. You probably won't have it on your car. You probably won't have it on your backpack. My right. truck is an RV. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the Boring Company. Uh, Please. I just want to say a couple of things about the Boring Company. I thought this was, like, you know, silly. <laughs> Didn't think it was going anywhere. Uh-huh. But for a thing that's not going anywhere, that is underfunded and is just sort of a side project, it's moving very quickly. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, 10 miles from us is a dirty big hole in the ground. <laughs> and that hole in the ground now has a Model S that gets accelerated at high speed if you follow the Instagram feed of Elon. And Chicago now wants one. They're going to get one. They're yep. going to get this underground high speed raily thing. To the airport. Yeah, to the, the airport. At like 150 miles an hour. That's a long, long train ride. I have taken it many, many times, about 40 minutes from downtown. Yeah, like 45 minutes, and it's going to go down to 10 minutes. Yeah, and I've been spending an awful lot of time on the subway in Los Angeles, Mm -hmm. and it is spectacular. And if this is spectacular, exponentially spectacular, sign me the hell up. I will tell you, we've got the Olympics coming. Yeah. We've got the World Cup soccer tournament that will be not that in Los be in Angeles. It. No, I'm not going to be in it. No. America's be, not going to be in it. No. Guess what? Can I just uh, say We're something? automatically in it. What are you talking about? Do you know, first off, you and your whatever the soccer ruse. Soccer ruse, right? mate. We're in the. I'm just excited because Australia made have the World Cup. Have you watched a game? Not of course one you haven't. game. So you have no idea what you're talking about. No. Host countries are automatically in. Oh, that's why you're hosting. <laughs> yes, exactly. Just that the United right. States lost early. We didn't lose early. We didn't qualify for the finals. We qualified to qualify, but then we didn't qualify to the post-qualifying final oh, tournament of we're qualifying. We're starting a new podcast this weekend. Whatever that <laughs> Who game gives is a that crap. kick a ball Football. <laughs> I love soccer. I'm excited. Tom tunnels for the Olympics and tunnels for World tunnels Cup. For Imagine everything. this. By then, if they have a tunnel from Los Angeles to, say, Nuevo York, you could see a World Cup game here in the afternoon and then zoom and see it in the morning. So now you're talking about Hyperloop. Right, but Hyperloop I'm talking about and- like, But are you – do any of us – any of us think that the long-term goal for these tunnels is not hyperloops? Of course it's hyperloops. That's redonkulous. Of course it is. It's, well, it's it'll be, they will be sort of adjacent to one another's, but they use different technologies because the hyperloops are vacuum. I get that, but it's still a hole. Right, you need to put the, the hyperloop thing, right? One with air, like, one like with no you air. You could build a big hole and then put the hyperloop through it because one of the issues that they're having with hyperloop is right of ways, right? With any above ground situations, if you can drill for cheap and then right behind the drilling thing, they're dropping hyperloop things as as we go. Hello, thank you very much. My summary is that the boring company is quickly going to become a real thing. Yes. When's it going public? Uh, never, because going public is a pain in the buttocks because Elon can't do anything he likes when it's public. I just want to ask 
Robert one thing. Oh, goody. You know, there's a lot to like about Robert. <laughs> he's tall. He's handsome. He's debonair. He's smart. He's a emergency physician. He saves but lives. that odor. He does. Well, <laughs> Speak let's for not, yourself. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> but the best thing about Robert is he knows where the supercharges are and when they're coming. So instead of having it weekly, let's do it monthly. Robert, tell me about supercharges because <gasps> I'm so anxious. Well, since our last supercharger update... January 20th or thereabouts, there have been 1,539 new superchargers opened. We're now standing at 10,091. None of them. And let's go through the list. No, please. No, no. Let me ask you this, Mel. Let's start at the top. I have a question before you go on. How many times since the show went off the air have you plugged your car into a supercharger? Actually... Quite a few times How? because I've been going up to you know you see right. Santa Cruz right. where the sun Look is going. You. And stuff. Now you're using them, and then I was bitching about them on the <laughs> YouTube saying uh, the supercharger thing, and they're supposed Slow. to be 125 yeah. kilowatts, and uh, it's not even close to that. And when it's full, it's not even close to that. And people are like, "You don't understand the physics," and I'm like, "You don't understand that I don't care about the physics. <laughs> I just care about when I plug in, it's fast." So I'm hoping the supercharger 3.0 is going to fix this issue when it's full or you're sharing, I just want to charge fast. Don't tell me about the physics. I don't care about your physics, your science, and your math, and your facts. I just want to charge my car <laughs> your fast. And your facts. This show has no facts and very little math. Yeah. And if you have math without facts, really, you don't even have math. Yeah. <laughs> right. Numbers. Lines. So, supercharger, lots of them. More coming soon. Version 3. It's all good. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, can we end this? Do we have to? We're back. I got like seven more hours I could do. I'm very excited. I had a few tweets that re- that pleaded for five or six or eight hours no. if we're only doing it once a no. month. I've really desperately, no. desperately missed one of you. Which one? Are you going to live there? Oh, he's an evil genius. The guy's an evil genius. It is hey, good to see you, boys. It oh, is so great to be back. So nice. uh, just to talk about this stuff and hang out. It's so fun. And it's really nice to have gotten so much love from so many listeners over the last few months. You guys have not forgot about us. We went through some trials, some tribulations, some emotions, some good stuff, some bad stuff. And you guys stuck by our sides the whole time. And we love you very, very much. And we hope that you like the show continue to like the show bear with us as we get our bearings back as it were and we will try to talk as much about the model threes as we can unfortunately that's all on me because you two buttheads refuse to drive model threes i've got a model three i drive it a fair bit well then you're gonna need to start talking about it well i just want to say to the guys that are doing talking teslas Really? Watch my new show, Arrested Developments. <laughs> Tom's got a new show. <laughs> really? Seriously? Come on! Come on! Really? No one. No one. Do you is think they're going to keep stick. the title? I hope the hell not. Like, no. I'm sure they're nice people. Maybe it was a mistake. Maybe they didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they didn't even listen to our yeah, show. Maybe. I'm almost positive that was our last the show first and show. their first show. We're like in the same. Um, really, time we frame. were the first show, weren't we? Yes, yeah. we were. Yeah. We were. Yeah. And apparently, the we're going to be talking the last. Tesla. 
yeah. show. I've and, talking and I've said this on the other parts of the program a little bit. I got to say that uh, Ben Sullins, who does uh, Teslanomics, is that what it's called? Yeah, I don't yes. think that's what it's called. It's called Teslanomics. It? Uh-huh. Yeah. Mondays. is a really fun YouTube show. You should listen to it. The Tesla Show, uh-huh. which is another one of my favorite Tesla podcasts, mm-hmm. has gone, like us, weekly, monthly. two weekly, right. monthly. Yeah. And, it, and it's, I, it's hard to do this, but I think altogether, these, those, uh, well, us and, and I, those guys. Just uh, to, just to let stuff. them know, you know, because we're not just sloppy drinkers. Yeah, we we're are. actually drinking some very fine oh, tequila so ocho. I don't drink tequila. It's this an añejo that we're sampling at this moment. Yeah. Mm. And tequila ocho is one of my very favorites. And I'd like to apologize to Ben because I have a new YouTube show called Teslanomic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's close. It's not anywhere near the same show. I don't know how it right. happened. It wasn't derivative. <laughs> uh, it wasn't stolen. Right. Ben, we're sorry, Tom. It happens. Okay? <laughs> You're welcome. I'm just saying. You got a roadster. Really? I should at least get, like, a power wallet. Really? I don't yeah. Know. What can I tell Talking you? Talking Teslas? Really? Teslanomic. I just can't wait to start this smack down with it. <laughs> really? Come on. Down. Change the name or we're never going to stop. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, his name is Robert. His name is Tom. My name is Mel. The show is back. Boom. Sweet. By popular demand. Season three. It's exciting. I thought I did a great job, frankly. Bring on the hate mail. I really <laughs> I thought I did well. Talk to you next, next month. Month. Love ya. Bye. All right, talking Tesla demonstration drive. We can't do it here, obviously. Some guy in an old pickup truck, which would have a very difficult time getting out of our way, is just passing. All right, let's see. Let's just... We're demonstrating how quiet the Tesla is. Yet powerful. Yet powerful. (laughs) So I can't believe you've edited talking Tesla for well over a year or two... And you've never been in a Tesla. Well, I live in New Zealand, so, you know, there really aren't that many around. No. I Although we've got, we've got a few, and we had like a Tesla display, on display for a while. Like a little pop-up? Yeah. <laughs> and then there's like a, I think there's a supercharger there or two now. There's actually quite a large network of not necessarily Tesla ones, but right. like charging stations across New Zealand. I've seen right. it. Like, they're, whoa! <laughs>